You're listening to the Host Plus Sample League for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6, wheels car of the year. Sexy land is all about... Welcome to Albert and Oval here in the heart of Port Adelaide. It's the sample action on your home of sport, SENSA, and it's the Magpies taking on the Red League. Should be an absolute crackerjack game of footy. My name's Paul Blonder alongside me, Mark Ross. Rossi, a uh, bit cold today, but in for a good game of footy. It's freezing and we're in for a good game of footy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I agree. <laughs> this is the pre-game show. That's why you're there, Colour Man. And this, is, this is the pre-game show for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. And for Kia, introducing the Kia EV6. It's been judged wheels car of the year and it's leading the charge. Now, it is... Like, I think it's at least 5 or 10 degrees colder than what it was yesterday. We had a beautiful day and uh, a pretty good game of footy at Richmond yesterday. But uh, we, even though it's cold, we shouldn't get any rain. It should be a good day for footy. Yeah, I think so. The, the, the weather bureau is telling us it is going to be cold. It's going to be a little bit windy, but uh, the rain should not come in until late today. Around 3 or 4 o'clock. So we might get a little bit just towards the back end of the game. Um, okay. But uh, I look, I'm just looking forward to a really, really good contest. How, how good is the overlook? You'd, the, you'd the want a back third. It looks like Lords. Yeah, the deck <laughs> looks absolutely magnificent. And uh, renovations in the uh, new stand, the um, Bob Quinn stand. Yeah, the whole ground actually looks magnificent. And when you consider over the next couple of years what they're going to be doing across the far side there in, in regards to continuing to renovate the, the Port Adelaide Football Club and look good, I think. And obviously... I've got more AFL, money than sense. AFLW here next year as well. So yeah, well, I reckon that's, that's pretty much why the, everything, the renovations come along. And apparently they've got a really good setup underneath there too, where the Magpies yes. used to be, uh, be uh, working from, as I'm told. Now, no uh, pre-game here today, so fans are slowly making their way in. And we should get a reasonable crowd too. Not Nothing else on in Adelaide today. Crows are playing, but... Uh, why would you want to watch that when you can come and watch this? Yeah, well, it depends whether you're a crow supporter or not, I guess. <laughs> and how big a crow supporter you are. Important game as far as the, well, especially for Norwood. Um, well, probably for both teams, really. Norwood, uh, uh, two games out of the five. So they win today, they go equal with South Adelaide with five wins. If Port win, that'll bring them level with Norwood on four wins. Yeah, look, it's it's. I think it's a massive game. For, for Norwood and it's, sorry I think it's a big game for Norwood and I think it's a massive game for Port Adelaide yeah. so Norwood can still they can still continue to grow and play finals come the end of the year if they lose today but it does make it a lot more difficult there's no doubt about that Port Adelaide season's almost over as far as making finals I think if if they lose today but look mate we're going to be saying that for a few weeks I, I just have, yeah. because I'm a Norwood man I've looked at their draws so next week you've got Norwood's third how big is that going to be the week after you've got Norwood Eagles how big is that going to be yeah. so it doesn't it it it, it doesn't stop just with today. Uh, I have been given some mail, some late mail on the Nord Footy Club. So yes. uh, their outs from the, the squad that was named is uh, Matt Vardanik, who played in the reserves yesterday. Yep. Uh, Tristan Bynes is a bit crook apparently, so he's he's had to pull okay. out. And Jay, Jay Rantel, which is a oh, massive out for that's them. A, that's a big out. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not sure whether it was injury or, or illness, but he's he's pulled out of today's game as well. Uh, obviously, George Yardis and Dersma didn't. Uh, fronted up for the power yesterday, so they That's won't right. be out here today. Yeah, and uh, I believe Young a medical sub, and he played three quarters of footy yeah. when uh, Butters went down. And apparently, I think Mitch Miller Carter, he's not playing either. It's my understanding. Okay. So, but we one or, one or two in for Port, so we'll just have to wait on that. 
uh, and see who that might be. I've got a feeling the one uh, is Anthony Wilson will play. Yeah, we saw him warming up mm. uh, prior to the game. So yeah. um, that'll be good to have Rabs running around against his old team. Oh, he'll love it, Rabsy. Don't worry he'll, about that. He'll have a ball and he'll be... guarantee he'll kick a goal or two. Yeah, but uh, no, look, mate, it should be a really good game of footy. Um, should be pretty uh, entertaining. Lots of space for the Norwood running brigade to run into. Even without Rantel, I still think their midfield's probably a little bit too strong for Port Adelaide, as we were discussing on radio. But, you know, paper doesn't mean a lot anymore. How many times have we discussed that in the last couple of weeks? We, uh, so we called Port Adelaide last week out of Elizabeth, and they had a pretty good win out there. And obviously the dogs are in some good form, beating the Eagles yesterday. Um, the, the couple of players that impressed us up forward, uh, Ollie Lord and uh, Dante Vicentini. Yeah, I, they were exceptional, along with Tickle, who obviously played his first game for them last week, and, and then he had, as we said, George Artis running around as well. But what will happen this week is those those two boys will come more into focus, uh, Lord and Valentini, and, but obviously they've got young Jake Wiedemann playing today as well, and yep. he, can, he can go forward, and he's pretty damaging. And Williams is probably the quieter one of the four or five they had up there last week, and we know how good he is, especially out here at Albany. Yeah. He seems to really lift when he plays here. So, mate, I'm expecting a really good tussle between the Nord defence and Port's forward line, and down the other end as well, Nord's forwards versus Port's defence, which has probably become a, a bit of a strength for them. Sermon certainly doing a really good down, job down there with Skinner. Um, he also had young Burgoyne coming off of half-back at times, and uh, the young first game of last week, uh, the young man that we saw play, um, Kai Roberts. Kai Roberts. He was he was exceptional. He was very good, wasn't looked, he? Looked a bit edgy, like anyone would in the first few minutes. But once he settled, he's got some real ability. So, really looking forward to seeing how he backs up for his second game. Yeah, and and they seem to both teams have seemed to be pretty evenly matched right across the board. Uh, I, yeah, like you're 100 percent correct saying that Nord probably got a, a maybe the points in the midfield. But losing Rantoul will hurt them a little bit. Bring them back a little bit. Uh, I expect that Matty Panos might have to spend a little bit more time in there than he has. Kelly will obviously go through there as a bit more of a... plays more of that tagging role. They've still got Cotter and Nelligan and Rokar and Panos, as we've already mentioned. And, yeah. and, and let's not forget Matty, the captain, Matty Nunn. So they've got plenty that can go through there. Rantoul gives them that, the, the speed over the ground. He runs both ends. I thought his game... We, the last time we called Nord was against... Um, the Adelaide Crows, when Norton had that miracle comeback. Um, yes. It could end up being the game that gets them into the finals, you know, if they do make it in the end of the year. But uh, Rantel was exceptional that night. Yeah, he was, he was very exceptional. Good. And I, I, I think we named him best in the end. Um, it was him or Panos, was, and we went with Rantel. No, I think we yeah, went with Rantel, and uh, Panos got second. second. But, but uh, yeah. And you're pretty unlucky to get second after the game that Matty Pat played. But he hasn't backed up since. He's been injured, so... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so today's his second game for the season. That's it. But uh, no, he's having a look. He's a very important player to the Norwood lineup. What about Nick Rokart? We love him as a as a footballer. We love calling him. He's just uh, he's just an absolute workhorse and a pretty skillful player for Norwood through the middle. Yeah, he is. I, the only thing I've, I've haven't liked about Nick's game is I've actually spoken to him about it. Most people know I'm pretty close with Nick and had a fair bit to do with his involvement in getting to Norwood. And I did say to him. And I've had a chat to him recently. The only thing he's been doing a little bit lately that I haven't liked is that chippy sideways kick and looking for the ones yep. that don't that I don't like. You just don't think you get any benefit out of it. We discussed that a little bit, and he actually agreed. He he did say that he's he's aware of it, but you know, the Nord's possession game style at times is about possession and making sure that they are moving the structure of the opposition. And and 
he's probably the one that does it best because he's pretty safe and reliable with his kick. So it was, it was an interesting debate that we had about it, and in the end of the day, he's got to do what the coach tells him. But look, mate, I'm a big fan. I mean, he wins contested footy, he can get it on the outside. He's a pretty good finisher. Uh, very good finisher for gold as well. Speaking of the, some of the uh, some of the players up forward for Nord, Connor McLean, who came over from Centrals this year, he's slotted in there beautifully and, and played a role. And Ben Jarvis as well up forward. Uh, probably been a little, little bit quiet the last few weeks, Ben Jarvis. We're going to see a bit more from him today. Yeah, I'd like to see a little bit more. He leads at the footy really, really well. He's a beautiful finisher. He probably just doesn't win enough of the one-on-one stuff that you'd like to see. So it'd be interesting tussle with him today. As you said, Port's defence is pretty good. Um I'm a big fan of McLean's. I always have been. I've always thought he's had some real ability. He's where where his game's let down is he's very spasmodic as a forward. He can have a purple patch for five or ten minutes. Once yep. again, we go back to that Crows game. People forget it was the two goals that he kicked that got Norwood with a chance to win the game, and they were both difficult angles and, and tough goals. Yes. Um, but he hadn't done much for the, rest, for the for the previous three quarters of the night, but then he just bobbed up, and that's what forwards can do. I know that. But um, he, he certainly won that. I think they can build a future around. He probably needs to get still a little bit stronger through his core and his upper body, okay. um, from what I can see, um, to be able to hold 22. down the regular. Yeah, he's a, ba- he's a baby, in, in, and he's missed a lot of footy because of injuries. Yeah, uh, they've got the funniest running gape of a runner of, of, as a football player. He's got gape. a really strange gape. <laughs> but um, for people, what we mean there, he's sort of his legs bow out, and uh, he doesn't look right at times, but he's really effective when when finishing. Jackson Kelly for Norwood's been impressive. Uh, uh, since coming to the club, and obviously the son of Sydney Swans legend Paul. Yeah, I like the way he goes back. He plays pretty similar to his dad, actually, yep. in, in regards to his toughness. And Nord have given him a job most weeks. I'm, I'm probably the best midfielder from the opposition. So, you know, I, I, I see him doing possibly a job today on, on, on someone like a. Um, uh, I was thinking about it earlier, actually, whether. Because I think you'll find Motlop will go into the centre square a fair bit more today. Uh, but he might actually end up going to someone like. Um, one of the young Moore boys whose form's been pretty good yeah, both in Ethan, recent times. Both, and Nick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and seeing, just trying to keep them a little bit quiet because Port, as I said, they don't have a, a plethora of talent. You might even go to Schofield. Yeah. Let's be, before we go to a break, uh, let's just speak about Stephen Motlop back in the sample side. Do you think he'll just mainly play it forward or do you reckon he'll run no, through I the think, middle? No, I think he'll run through the middle. I don't think they've got any choice. They just want to, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they've got to. Oh, when, we we talked about it yesterday. So if it's not him, you, the only ones you've got left is is Mays. So Mays is another one I guess Kelly could go to. But you've got Mays, you've got Schofield, you've got Jackson, you've got the two more boys, uh, and then and then it's who? So there's yeah. only, I've only named yeah. five. You need about seven. Yeah. So I think Motlop will go through there a little bit. Um, I've got no doubt about Sutcliffe that. Sutcliffe might spend a bit more Sutcliffe, time through the middle. I think he's one that probably will, whereas last week he was playing more as of a defender. Yes. Um, so, but we'll see, mate. There's, there's, they've got options. It's just which way they go. All right, let's have a, a break. And then after the break, uh, I had the chance to catch up with Port Adelaide assistant coach Jace Bodie. Uh, spoke to him on Friday and we had a chat. So uh, coming out of the break, we'll... We'll, uh, you'll hear that from um, me having a chat with Jace Birdie. I just got handed a note. I'm not sure what it's about, but we'll have a look at that. Look, 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 look at that, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it's the Host Plus sample here. It's Port taking on Nord. Stay with us on your home of sport, SENSA. Sexyland is all about fun. They have Australia's biggest range of adult games, costumes and treats and their fun specialists are always ready to help. Sexyland, Morford Vale and Cloverley Park. Or get two-hour delivery at sexyland.com.au. And Kia. 
the all-electric Kia EV6, wheels car of the year. We are speaking with Jace Bodie from the Port Adelaide Football Club. Uh, mate, thanks for joining us. Just want to ask you, how are you enjoying your role there at Port Adelaide Footy Club? Thanks for having me, Bonds. Uh, yeah, mate, loving it. It's, um, you know, it hasn't been without its challenges um, you know, in the first sort of six months of the season, given the COVID restrictions and, I guess, the limited um, capacity that we've had to, to integrate with the AFL boys. Um, but that said, you know, a club steeped in tradition and, and history and, um, yeah, very privileged to be a part of it. Is that the biggest challenge for the Port Adelaide Sample team? Is that, uh, I guess, interaction with the AFL side of things? Oh, I think so. Um, you know, it's, uh, we, we weren't able to have blokes um, or, or really any inter- integration into the, into the program or into the club um, besides using the, the training facility over pre-season. So that made it, you know, it's certainly a challenge. Um, you know, obviously the, the weekly changes with, with COVID restrictions and, um, you know, the, the extra sub-rules and the guys that they take interstate as well is... is difficult at times but our guys the magpies the top-up players have been excellent and and the club's doing everything that they can within their power to support um both programs so yeah we understand it, it is what it is and we just keep getting on with it xavier dersman has been playing some sample footy um how have you seen his year so far and i guess his attitude back within the sample group Ders has been an exceptional leader um for us we're obviously a pretty a pretty young squad um and probably fairly a quiet squad. So he's come back and, and shown some, some really good leadership and building nicely. He's had some, some good games. He's played a little bit inside, um, trying to settle him down some more. His, his position, which is sort of that wing, um, half forward, half back role, um, which he'll play in the AFL side. So um, he, he played it exceptionally well at Central's on the weekend. And um, yeah, if we get to see him Sunday, I'm sure he'll, uh, he'll give us really good drive and energy again um, against Norwood. Now, there's a couple of guys that uh, we've been watching, well, especially their development through this year. Two big guys, Ollie Lord and Dante Vicentini, they have uh, been impressive every time we've seen them, especially Ollie Lord. He just keeps developing and growing. Uh, tell us a little bit about those two. Yeah, I think you're on the money, Bonds. Like they're you know, highly talented um, young men and, and Lordo exceptionally. Um, you know, he's... He's so competitive. I'm often texting Nathan Bassett um, as a forward coach and saying how impressed I've been with him. Um, you know, he's got a real thirst to um, have an impact on the game, and and often, um, yeah, whether that's in the air and his follow-up stuff on the ground, has been, been really strong as well. So, um, you know, a guy that's really developing nicely and, and can see that he's going to have a really successful career um, support over a long period of time. Darth, uh, oh sorry, Dante's had. Um, yeah, some good exposure, obviously, having to leave the rough department at times when we haven't had Hazy um, available. And, again, really competitive and showed his wares again on the weekend when he went forward, which you would have seen, um, you know, the ability to take a, take a nice catch and, again, an aggressive tall, which is what we really like. Yeah, it was really impressed in the way he attacked the footy and, and as you said, took a couple of nice grabs. Bryn Tickle made his debut for, uh, for the Magpies against the Dogs last weekend as well and uh, straight into the AFL side. How, how has he been around the club? Obviously, you just met the guy, but uh, yeah, I've, he's I've, obviously made a bit yeah. of an impact. 
Oh, I think so, yeah. As you touched on, I met him last Thursday. Um, and he had just had this really good energy and vibe about him. And then, um, you know, again, he'd been there for less than a week and rolled out and played exceptionally well against Centrals on the weekend. Again, more in that forward ruck role. Um, but, yeah, competitive. Um, yeah, he... he <laughs> He made the most of it, not knowing, you know, probably 15 names. Um, and, yeah, I think absolutely deserved his opportunity to play this week. It's obviously been a pretty pretty rapid rise for him, given that I don't believe he played in the state game for Western Australia, you know, a month or so ago. So, um, you know, great recognition for the for the work that he's done at his, um, at his Waffle Club. And he's come in and had a real impact and hopefully he goes really well tomorrow. Obviously, uh, Jeff Parker down there likes likes what he sees in him, and uh, so does Coach Kenny. Uh, what about what yep. does that mean for Sam Hayes? How how do I guess the sample coaches get around Sam and I guess Ken as well to because uh, obviously it's a bit of a, a bit of a I how, what, not really a bit of a kick in the guts, but it, a new guy comes in and takes his role in the AFL side. How do you deal with that disappointment with Sam? Yeah, I think to him about his strengths like obviously he's an exceptional tap ruckman and there's reasons why um that the club have um you know let him let him move back or transition back into the sample and there's some work on areas that that he's focusing on so um for us it's just encouraging him to continue to bring his strengths and, and to make sure that he's executing what ken and, and um monty are after um so that you know he can position himself really nicely to when he does get another stint back in the afl side that he's um He's learnt and developed those areas that they're wanting to see improvement in. Someone else who made their debut last week, we're really impressed with this young kid from West Adelaide, uh, Kai Roberts. Tell us a little bit about Kai. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great story. Um, I, I don't explicitly know the ins and outs, but my understanding is that um, Ford have an arrangement um, with Westies, who are one of our um, clubs that we're aligned to, um, to, to have Kai essentially train once a week with the AFL squad um, and then available to play um, some sample games for us um, while still being, I guess, owned by Westies. Um, so he's come come from essentially not getting a game at, at Westies in the league or the reserves and playing in their under-18s program to, to walk into league footy um, and had a, yeah, a really classy first game. I, you know, obviously playing that half-back role, um, it was really good to see him come in and have an impact and um, you know, I know Goldie, who's the defensive coach, was really impressed with what he was doing. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a nice fur in his cap to walk in and, and play a great game, and hopefully we can build on that again this week against Nord. I've also been impressed with uh, Trent Schofield's... Uh, sorry, Taj Schofield's form. He's been pretty good this year. He had some injury concerns last year. Uh, how long do you think it is before uh, a young Schofield makes his AFL debut? Yeah, it's a good question. Look, Taj's, um, yeah, I mean, his his movement and ability to get in and out of stoppage is his strength. Um, and we've obviously seen some growth in, in uh, some of his contested work across the, the first nine weeks of the sample program. I believe he's in emergency this week, which you know, would show that he's tracking in the right direction to um, get promoted to be playing AFL. So, um, yeah, for him, he's had some inconsistencies with his body, you know, in his first year and year and a bit in footy so yeah it's just it's just building building the form and obviously the sample being one of the premier competitions outside of the AFL he's getting really good exposure to playing against some, some high quality players and yeah it'll be great a great challenge for him again going up against like Nunny and, and Rokes and um, Kennelly and these lot and Panos and these guys from Nord this weekend. 
Yeah, he's uh, coming along beautifully um, for Port fans. Now, Brad Scott was in town yesterday talking about the possibility of bringing in the last possession rule in the AFL. What are your thoughts on the last possession rule and how it works in the sample? Hated it as a player, Bonds. Um, I thought it was another reason that the backs get stitched. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, look, to be honest, it was one of those things we had, like anything with change, you, you have these reservations and trepidation going in and, and then you just get on with it. Um, you know, I think we've seen that with the AFL, with the stand rule and, and even the, you know, the umpire abuse. Like, you just have to adjust. Um, so I would be surprised if the AFL is looking to speed up the game anymore. Um, I, I also like, you know, that the umpires have to do a boundary throwing and, and there's some technical aspects that you can work on as a, as a midfield group, um, you know, it can, become, it can be a really str- a big strength. And I know it's a big strength of ours at, at Danforth level um, and AFL level as well. So I wouldn't want to lose the ability to have stoppages. Um, so, yeah, I hope the AFL, from an AFL's perspective, keep it out. But um, that said, it, yeah, I think it's had some positive impact um, at, at the Danforth level for sure. Now, with COVID and the year moving on and injuries, uh, what are the chances of Jace Bodie pulling on the boots again uh, this time <laughs> in, the, in the prison bars? <laughs> You'll have to ask blokes. Uh, I don't know. It, not high, I wouldn't have thought. Um, we've got some, some really good depth in the Magpies program. I think there would have to be you know, a pretty significant outs for, for me to roll out. That said, I pack my boots every week just in case there's a, a late call-up and it's either you know, Gold Sack or, or Bode or um, Matty Loeb. So, yeah, if they need a small defender that can't kick 15 metres, that doesn't tackle and doesn't pick up ground balls, then they know where to find one, that's for sure. Um, but no, I'd be, I'd be surprised if, uh, if I'm required yeah, from here on in. Fantastic. All right, but what, this coming into this game, obviously it's a, a big game for Port. Um, look, still looking to make the finals, but you come up against your old club, Norwood. How, where, is, where does the heart sit on, on Saturday? <laughs> Well, the heart sits in the Port Adelaide camp, Bonds, of course. Um, oh, look, it's yeah, it's one of those things that's just footy. Um, yeah. You know, Nord have spent 10 years there and, and really grateful for everything that uh, the opportunities and the success that we had. And, and this is, a, I guess, a different venture. Um, you know, Jade's obviously, it's been a pretty significant transition and, and um, of players and, and staff, you know, since I finished there in 2019. So, um, yeah, it was weird walking into Norwood Oval in Port Colours earlier in the year, but um, coming back to Alberton, I don't think the feelings will be um, as significant. And, um, yeah, I think, it, as you touched on, it's, it's, a, it's a huge game and probably, you know, defining for us whether or not we're going to um, continue to push for finals. And, and for Norwood, who just did outside that top five, it's, you know, the old traditional four-point game for them as well. Should be a great game of footy, mate. Thanks for your time on SENSA. Really appreciate you joining us. All good. See you soon, Bonds. Thanks, mate. Two succulent beef patties, crunchy lettuce, tangy pickles and onion, all oozing with special sauce. The Big Mac. Welcome back to Albert Noble. Both teams out on the ground. You can hear the Magpies song ringing out in the background. This is the pre-game show for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. And for Kia, introducing the new Kia EV6. It's Will's Car of the Year and it's leading the charge. Paul Bonds and Mark Ross with you. Now, Rossi, uh, just heard the interview there from uh, Jace Bodie. And Bodie, when I asked him the question about where his heart lies between Norwood and Port, he wanted to say Norwood. (laughs) 
He did. He, he, did. he, he really did wanted to say it's obviously Norwood, but no, it's obviously Port. No, well, I think it's pretty simple. Today he wants to win for Port. Yes. During the week, it's Norwood. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably right. Um, yeah, so uh, obviously does a good job at uh, the South Run Cricket Association as well, helping the Redbacks. And uh, he's a, a great man. We thank him for his time. He's also been a bit of a special comments guy. He's been in your chair yes, a couple yeah. of times on SEN. He didn't last long, though. They, they brought in the big guns after him. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, saw the light. <laughs> but, uh, no, no uh, he's, uh, he's, he's really knowledgeable in, in the game of footy, Bodie. I actually think he would have made a really good senior coach in future years. And I'm not sure he's going to head down that path. Though. I think the cricket scene in his job and that, he really enjoys it. Uh, yes. In that high level of being involved. And uh, I think you'll probably see him stick it out for a, a few years yet but you never know no a couple of coaching painting for a couple of years might have been enough for him to say no I don't want to do this kick so we, uh, if you're just joining us here on SENSA uh, we can give you the outs for both teams um, firstly for Norwood uh, Jay Rantall was a laid out um, and uh, he's going to miss today Matt Bardaniger and Tristan Binder uh, out of the named side and for Port Adelaide we know Dersmer and Georgiatis both played for the power yesterday. Yeah, I don't believe Mitch Young Carter's playing either. But um, Miller Carter's probably not playing either. But there is a couple of uh, jumper numbers out there. We're not sure at the moment. But we'll get them to you as soon as we can. Yes. Yes, so there's a 57 out there as well. Yeah, um, the guy that did my team sheet is not very good at his job. We're going to find a new one. Oh, uh, well, no. We, we always, Port always leave their selections till really late. So... Uh, we can only do what we get I think given. that's Burgoyne, actually, mate. I think it, it is Burgoyne, 57. That's yeah. um, the other Burgoyne. Tr that's T Trent. Burgoyne, yes. That's Trent and Jace Burgoyne in the 36. So, uh, man, there is a bit of a breeze here today as well. Isn't there, Rossi? Um, heading towards the northern end, would you say? Yes, mate. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just been got distracted by a group of boys that have just texted me and have... Uh, um, I'm making signals towards us. A few of the rabble from the northern. The rabble. Um, so what was your question? Uh, the breeze <laughs> heading towards the northern. Yeah, it is. It feels like it's heading straight towards us, to be honest. I'm freezing here at the moment. It's, yes. it's, it's quite fresh. But, uh, yeah, a little bit towards the northern. I don't think it's going to have a big effect on on the result, to be honest, from what I can tell at the moment. Let's, let's just, like we did yesterday, let's wait and watch a half of footy and see if it favours one end. Yeah, it does, it does seem to be favouring the end which uh, Norwood are warming up which is the right of your radio dial yeah not by much um, but uh, I, I watch Port Adelaide just doing their warm up they don't seem to be having too many problems kicking into the northern end so not a bad crowd in so far um, again not much I on, think it'll build on yeah. today and I think we'll get a few more in yeah, uh, I mean, the game we're only about five minutes away from the first bounce but uh, I'm sure there's a few people who aren't probably down uh, inside the Port Club little Wander out. I don't think. Um, I don't think. I think the Crows game not starting till two fifty as well will help some people. There might be a bit Norwood, bit Crows might sort of say, well, let's let's go and have a look at half of Norwood and then head home and watch the Crows later on. Although they're not travelling that well, mate. So maybe you just say no, just stick with out Norwood today and watch them. Right. I think uh, forty-seven. This this out in front of us here for Port Adelaide. That's that's young Kai Roberts. It is. Uh, he was named as number 20, but he's wearing number 47. I think he wore 47 last week as well. Um, young player from West Adelaide. We talked about him uh, with Jace Bodie as well. And he's, a, he's a talent. Well, sorry, I'm, I'm judging it on one game, but I've done a little bit of research about him during the week as well and have heard that 
extremely happy they are with his development so far in 2022. And watching his game last week, he, he played like he's played 20 or 30 games. Not, yes, not yeah, his first. Very composed. Um, so really looking forward to seeing how he goes again today. What I like about coming to Alberton, first of all, I know the players, they enjoy coming here. It's a beautiful ground to play on. As we said, the surface looks unbelievable. It looks like a bowling green. In yes. fact, it looks better than the bowling green. It, it does look better than the bowling green. <laughs> the bowling green to the right of us, and, and it looks a lot better. It's a bit greener. Um, they've done a really good job. I know because of the AFL training here and so on, they have to look after the yes. surface to the nth degree in regards to making sure that players don't injure themselves while training, let alone playing here. Um, and, and, I, and I just know that Nord in particular, when they come here, they, they like the big open spaces. They like to be able to run. I think the only part you can get a little bit confused with Albert and if you're not careful as a player is it's, it's quite a wide ground. Yes. And you can get caught on the far side a lot if you don't, if you're not careful. Sure. You know, you, you, footy's still a pretty simple game. There's two big white posts amongst two smaller white posts at either end of the ground, and you've got to get it between the two big ones. The quicker you get it down there and get it between them, the more chance you are of winning a game of footy. Captain's coming to the middle of. Uh the Oval now, Cam Sutcliffe for Port Adelaide, Matty Nunn for Nord for the toss of the coin. And uh, tosses it up and it looks like Port Adelaide have won the toss and they'll kick to the southern end. So with the breeze, Cam Sutcliffe wins the toss. Uh, so Port Adelaide have the first mini win. Yeah, it'll be interesting to, to see what difference it makes today without Dersma, Georgiatis and, and Tickle, the, the three guys that went up from last week um, because they all had pretty big contributions playing at the uh, in the Magpies team last week, didn't they? And, and, and it wasn't an easy win for them. I tell you the player that's not out there, mate, that I thought would be playing is Fredericks. That was the, yes, that was the other player who... who uh, he was named in as an emergency for the Bowers, so obviously they haven't sent him back. They might be a little bit worried about some injuries and thought, no, we better just... Protect one this week. I'm not sure when Port Power play next week. Maybe they've got a, an early game. They're not playing Friday night or something, are they? No, I don't think they are. But uh, anyway, you can say me up. Marty Fredericks is not out there. We are here for the all-electric Kia EV6 and for Host Plus. That's Plus Paul Bonds and Mark Ross with you as players. Just going through their final warm-ups as Rabs Wilson just dobs one from 45. And, well, he wouldn't uh, have been dobbing one. He, he, he can't kick that far. So. He's slotted <laughs> one from 45. He's very good. Uh, so it looks like he will start on the bench. Can't It can't be a real 45 then. I reckon it must be about 35. <laughs> They've marked the overall wrong. And won't be long before we're underway here. Good crowd building, as we said. Good crowd over the other side too, Rossi. I didn't notice them stream in there over the other side. The uh, they're, they're really streaming the even, even the assistant coaches are getting here a bit late in the last minute of play or so. So the man himself, Jace Bodie, just completely ignored us as he <laughs> went past. Oh, it's standard for Bodie. He's, <laughs> he's worrying about all the other people that might be looking at him as he's walking <laughs> past. I've got his game face on. <laughs> uh, anyway. And, uh, yeah, great crowd in today. And the only game of sample footy on today, we give the results from yesterday. Adelaide had a uh, six-goal win against West Adelaide. And in the upset of uh, the last couple of weeks, Centrals went to Woodville Oval and knocked off uh, the back-to-back Premiers, the Eagles. Yeah, they, they, they haven't. They've been terribly inconsistent, your mob, the Eagles, yes. this year. And they, they don't seem to be out of inconsistency at all. They, they have lost a lot of players, though. Let's not forget, they've had a few injuries. But that was the strongest team they had on paper for a while. How many times have we mentioned on paper this team looks best, but they don't win the game this year? And it could be another classic case today. I think Nord would look a bit better on paper. Even though they've had a, they've got a couple of outs as well, but 
you could you could certainly see that uh, the Maggies will take it right up to them. And in the centre square at the moment, I've noticed, I'm just looking at Port's midfield. So young Hugh Jackson's in there with with uh, Willie Mays, Hayes and Motlop. I did say Motlop would start, and he has. He has. And of course, they're coming up against Kennelly, Matty, Nunn and, uh, Matty Panos and Rokard. So Nunn is starting uh, as a forward, I think. I'm just trying to look at it at the moment. Yeah, he is. He's starting across yes, halfway. So he'll play as a six. He'll come right up to the stoppage in order to play the extra man on ball. It's not a bad move, that, actually. Got Cotter starting forward as well. They're a bit small, Nelligan. And the siren sounds to get us underway here. There's the bounce. It's a good one, too. Hayes got up and tapped it down. Kennelly runs onto the footy. Hambles out wide to Rokart, who went over the top to Richards. This way, that way. Great tackle from Nick Moore. Ball come out loose to Kennelly. Trying to dodge around a tackle as well. Uses the handball to none. Now to Richards. And Josh Richards kicks to half forward. McLean in a one-on-one battle with Skinner. Ball hits the turf. Now it comes out to Motlop. With handball to McEntee. And he kicks to the grandstand side. This one there is Dylan Williams for Port Adelaide. Just corralled here by Declan Hamilton. He kicks down the line. A bit of holding. And it's going the way of Ollie Lord. Paul McPoe supporting you, said He's been doing it all day. <laughs> That's one of the great comments. Yes, it is in the first, the first free game. kick in, the, in a, any game of footy. You just want to hear someone yell out, "He's doing it all day!" <laughs> uh, hello to Andrew Army, if you're listening. One of, uh, so one of the great men for doing that. I think uh, Big Lord here. He's going to. They've given him 25 meters. Had a bit of a haircut this week. Well, him and him and Vicentini both had the, they uh, look the crew same. cut yeah. last week, and they, they do look very similar. But he's, uh, geez, he's put on some size, Lord. We talk about it every week. I'm a big fan of this kid. I think he's going to be a, I think he's going to be a star. I honestly do. Ollie Lord will kick from about 53 meters. Puts it up with the breeze. It's a bit of a helicopter, and it floats through to the right for a minor score. See the breeze grab that. Yeah, it did. It really Straight took it away. to the sort of the right of, the right of the right of the dial. <laughs> so first score on the board to Port Adelaide. They're one behind. On the Laurinets cleaning scoreboard, securing workplace safety. Google them today. We've gone a minute 42 in the first term. Kick goes to the outer side. Did it touch the fingers of Josh Richards? It did before it went out of bounds. So we'll have a throw in. About 70 around from Port's goal on the outer wing. I think this breeze is going to be a bit trickier than we yeah, thought, Bonds. It's, it's swirling around. Heavier. I think the weather that's supposed to be coming to Adelaide later today is well and truly on its way. So Boyd and Hayes. Boyd got to the front. Well done by Nunn. A little handball out to Nelligan. And he hit Panos on a lead. Panos comes back inside of the running row car. Just got there on the half volley. Now put it to full forward. Rolls out the back. Miles Bergman's there for Port Adelaide. And he'll come grandstand side. The kick's going to favour Morris. But Mays did very well. Went to ground. though. he's in trouble now. Mays. Umpire gives him the benefit of the doubt. And will ball it up. Just outside Norwood's 50. Geez, they're asking a lot of young Burgoyne today to be on Panos. That, I don't like that matchup at all. At all. I do it from a Norwood supporter, which I am. Yes. But uh, it's going to test young Burgoyne today. So what's happened there is Burgoyne actually started on none. Panos starts in the middle, centre of the square for stoppages, and then he just pushes forward, and none goes up on a ball. None and Sutcliffe having a bit of a push and shove. It should be good to watch too if those two stay together for most of the day. Montlop's there for Port Adelaide. Running through none. Got a little handball to no one in particular. Cotter, a little chip kick. Was intercepted. Now it comes out to Richards, who dribbled it. He tried to kick it underground to Panos. 
Now it's in the pocket. Jarvis is there for Norwood, wrapped up in a tackle immediately by Skinner. And the umpire crosses himself and will have a ball up in the forward pocket. Right for Norwood. They've gone three and a half minutes in the first term for the all-electric Kia EV6. And for Post Plus, that's a plus. Burgoyne, quick hands to Sutcliffe. Now to Mays. Tumbles the ball out of the danger zone. To half back for Port Adelaide. Again, scrap of players. Scrappy start to this one, Rossi. Yeah, as we said, we did mention that we thought the conditions are a little bit tough and there doesn't seem to be any really good ball moving in regards to, even the way the ball's spinning off the boot at the moment, it's a bit all over the place. It's a free kick, surely. Right? Play on. Seen a free kick, it's going the way of Rokar, kicking in danger. Don't see that very often. Rokar's got it outside 50. It's beyond his range with this breeze, so he just pops it up into the pocket. Skinner was there, went through his hands. In fact, it might have been Mays. Oh, sorry, Hayes. Hayes, Mays. They're all there. <laughs> They're all there today. <laughs> and we'll have another ball up. 20 metres out from Norwood's goal. Quick handball back to Rokart. Gave it out to Josh Richards. He goal. snaps it. Goal. Umpire didn't move. First goal on the board to the Redlegs. Courtesy of Josh Richards. And on the Laurinets cleaning scoreboard, their one goal, Port one behind. Really well set up around the stoppage there, Nor. They had good in method inside and outside of that that ruck contest. And it was just good quick hands. Kenley eventually giving out to Josh Richards. One step, snap over his right shoulder. And as you said, Bonds, the umpire didn't even move. It's a good start by Nord because whatever breeze there is, they're certainly kicking into it. Yeah. Um, and I've already seen in the, just this first three or four minutes of play, Nord's ability to run. Their ability to run ahead of, the Mag, uh, ahead of the Maggies today might be the difference in the game, which I said to you for the last 24 hours really is, I think, what's going to be the issue. Nord has got far too many midfielders that can rotate through their Port just don't have them. They're going to be heavily reliant on Mays, heavily reliant on Schofield, heavily reliant on Jackson and Motlop. And one of those blokes isn't even a genuine midfielder in Motlop. So... It's going to be a tough day for the Maggies, I reckon, in there. So we're back in the middle. Hayes got that tap down. Motlop runs onto the footy. Uses Sutcliffe with a handball. He kicks to half forward. There's a one-on-one -on -one contest. Mays butted up again. Got the handball over the top. Hugh Jackson's run down, holding the ball. Good tackle, Josh Richards. It's a good start by Josh. He's been really good in his first four minutes of play. Not just with a goal he kicked, but he's been busy around the ground as well. I'm a big fan of Josh. He's very hard at the contest and the area of his game that's improved a lot in the last two years is he's kicking around the ground. Hard as a cat head, cat's head, Josh Richards. He's a lovely young man, though. I'll give you the big tip. He's one of the nicest young kids you can meet. But you're right, Not, he gets a white line fever. It's unusual for you to like a guy with a man bun. Yeah, no, I don't like that part about him. Heard kicks down the line. Campbell back inside, missed the target. Sam Mays for Port Adelaide went to ground. Shoveled up a handball to Jackson and, and he's wrapped up and the umpire will come in and ball it up at uh, half forward for Norwood. I think Jackson's just a bit off at the moment. He's a bit slow in his ability to realise that this, this is a contest and he's going to get rid of the ball quickly. Rokar again getting his hands on the footy on the outer side and it rolls out of bounds in front of the Alan Scott headquarters. And we'll have a throw in. Here for the all-electric Kia EV6 and for Host Plus, that's a plus. We've got uh, no electronic scoreboard today, just a mini scoreboard. Which reads Port Adelaide one behind and Norwood one goal. Laurinette's cleaning scoreboard, Google them today. So 
Rokar again has got his hands on the footy. They just leave him alone, so he puts it in the Tramford direction. Ball comes out the back. They're on here. Running onto it, Declan Hamilton. Now it fumbles it to Tranford. He goes back and is going to kick it to Cam Ball, who marks it inside 50. He'll take the best kick from Cam Ball. He's, he is a good kick normally. But this might test him with this breeze. It was a really smart play by Norway. They've got big numbers to the, to, the, to the contest. Once the ball hit the ground, Port were in trouble, as we mentioned. Go to the pocket, McLean. And it falls to Braden Lowe. Nelligan's there. Now McLean, high kick. Went about 10 metres. Oh, good boy. Corcoran did well. Little kick to Rabs Wilson. He had a fumble. Morris to Hamilton. To Rokar again. He's been everywhere early in this one. Rokar kicks to the top of the square. And the umpire's seen a free kick here. It's cool play on, and Norwood run into an open goal. I think that's uh, Braden Lowe. Must have been a free kick to Tranfer. He's ran into an open goal, Braden Lowe, and kicked Norwood second. I said yesterday when we were calling Crows game how ordinary the Crows looked early. <laughs> Port have doubled it. <laughs> He's just making mistake after mistake. Wilson's fumbled a couple of times already. Suckley fumbled earlier. I saw Motlop fumbled twice. And there, there's, there's you got Skinner, Suman, and, and uh, I'm just trying to work out who the other player is at the moment. I can't pick him up. It might be Wiedemann, to be honest. They're just all flying for the ball at once against three Norwood Smalls. I mean, you just they don't need to do it. Just one of you go up, maybe two, bring the ball to ground and have some have some even at ground, the ground contest. They gave away a silly free kick. I think it was Skinner that gave the free kick away. He just went kamikaze in the air and got the Norwood player high. So. so a good start to the red legs. They're two goals. Port Adelaide, one behind. Lorinette's cleaning school. We'll Google them today. We've gone nine minutes in the first term here at Albert Noble. Loudon got the handball to Hamilton. Goes wider to Richards. Josh Richards kicks to Kelly at half forward. Umpires found another free kick going the way of Norwood, although they've turned it over. Kai Roberts, who hands to Trent Burgoyne. Now Nick Moore, shrugged the tackle. Nice little spin move from him. And he just wobbles it towards the wing. Ollie Lord, front and centre, met the footy very well. Goes back to Jace Burgoyne, who kicks to half forward. But standing in the row is the Norwood defender. Looks like Morris. So he goes to Donnelly. Donnelly goes short. Nowhere to go. Back to Panos. Now Panos is going to come grandstand side. And Morris gets there on the bounce. Got Hamilton for support and kicked it straight to Miles Bergman. Well, he had three to choose from there. Poor option, really. So Bergman goes long into the pocket. Anthony Wilson takes the mark in the pocket. He wanted to go. Yeah, if he was, just slipped over. He slipped. If he didn't slip, he was gone. We all know that. One thing, Rebs is super fast. It was a good mark, actually, running with the flight of the ball. The wind was taking it to that to that pocket. He's, if he aims at the left the left goal post here. He aims and kicks it straight to it. The ball will come back and go straight through. It's a tough kick, though. In front of the bowling club. He's gone to the right, and he's yes. gone out in the full. Hasn't even come into play, I don't think, but he's <laughs> kicked it out on the full. See the wind grab it straight away. I reckon that's pretty strong, that breeze. Got the so. big jonks for you, uh, the big Bronx cheers from the, the North faithful. <laughs> right. Rabsy, they quickly remember that you've left us. That's it. So... That's poor by Hayes. The kick out of defence has been marked by Harry Boyd in front of Hayes. 
Feezy's a half back, goes short. Pierce Seymour, not sure that was required. Dylan Williams looked really frustrated then already with what he's seeing in front of him. Nick Rokar's ability to... to oh, that kick's well, gone out of bounds. Him. That wind's terrible, mate. It's actually yeah. blowing it right... It's more across to this pocket, isn't it? It's just blowing yes. it right here. It's going from the, from the new club rooms to the bowling club, basically, yep. across... The, across the ground. Still favours to the right of the dial but not, not as much as I think we think it does. So Anthony Wilson kicks inside forward 50. Someone pulled off the footy there. That's holding the ball. And the umpire will come yeah. in and ball it up. That's at number 59. Yeah, Rossi. it's Neald. It's Mac Neald. Mac Neald. And it's 59 for the Maggies. Thank you. Here's the ball up again. Still inside ports forward 50. McEntee shoveled out a handball. Good tackle, strong tackle there from Wiedemann. Paul look a bit top heavy to me at the moment, Bonds. They Nord Smalls, as we mentioned, they're just running ragged at the moment, and it doesn't help that blokes from Port Adelaide keep fumbling when the ball is on the ground level. Anthony Wilson has got the footy, but he's tackled and will have a ball up where just outside 50 in front of the bowling club. No real excuse to, to fumble today, mate. I mean, it's a beautiful day. Other than the wind. And the contest has now been going, what, 12 and a half minutes. And Port just seem to be fumbling every ball at the ground level. Their tackling's been good done. That's what's keeping them in the contest at the moment. So on the Balfour scoreboard, Balfour's are for the game. Norwood two goals, Port one behind. Port kicking with the breeze. Here's Rokar again. What a great start from him. Kicks down the line. One and one, Tramper and Corcoran. Corcoran won the battle. And he was held and will win the free kick. Tommy Corcoran at half back for Port Adelaide. Some advice from the fans. Kicks down the line. Oh. Big fly from Williams. Couldn't hang on to it. Wilson front and centre. Grabbed high. Will get the free kick. Umpire called play on. Came to Ethan Moore. He went with the outside of the boot. And mark. a mark inside. Forward 50 by Schofield. Just used the body well on Panos. And he's marked it about 25 out. Only on a slight angle. Maybe 10 degrees. That was a really good mark. Just just pushed uh, Campbell. He's very good in the air under the footy a little. Campbell was running back with a flight. Made it a little bit easier for Taj. It was a really good kick too. Inside 50. Gave him the opportunity. Waited it beautifully. and To see if Taj can finish off. He's normally a good finisher, but he's better on the run, isn't he? He is better on the run, but uh, this is a pretty straightforward forward kick. Well, it's an important kick for Port. They need a goal just to steady themselves. In comes Schofield. Yeah, yep. pretty good contact. Umpire didn't move. Port Adelaide have their first goal, goal on the board. They're 1-1. Norwood are two goals on the Balfour scoreboard. Balfour's are for the game. Certainly need it. Wilson's been busy. Looked really, yes. really busy for it. I remember when we called the... the oh, sorry, I watched the Norwood-Port game earlier in the year at Norwood Oval on TV. I had to watch it on TV then. Bonds was a bit cold. It wasn't brave enough to, <laughs> to, to go down there with the elements. And uh, Ramsey had a super first quarter and then he didn't touch it. So it'll be interesting to see if he can... Hold some consistency today. They've got Sam Morris on him, who will who, be able to go with him with the pace. It's just whether he's got the smarts to go with Rabsy as well. But uh, he's been pretty busy early, even though he's fumbled a couple of times and slipped over and done all the Rabsy things that I know he can do. 15 minutes gone. We're here for the all-electric Kia EV6 and for Host Plus, that's a plus. Ball back in the middle. Vicentini gone into the ruck along with Connor McLean for Norwood. Mitch Cotter is going to get the clearance. High kick. Oh, and good going boy. back with the flight, Hugh Jackson showed some courage. I watched a little bit of this boy playing for North Adelaide under-18s last year here, and I, I like him as well. I think he's a very good player. 
finds Sutcliffe, grandstand side on the wing. Now flat pass to Wiedemann. Give. Gives it back to Sutcliffe, who was running by. Puts it inside, forward 50. Motlop. Moore is there. Motlop's there hanging around as well. Mitch Wilkins grabs the footy. He's wrapped up, and the umpire will come in and ball it up about 40 metres out from Port Adelaide's goal straight in front. Yeah, I thought Motlop was in a really good position to mark that again. He just needed to push his man under the ball a little bit legally, of course, and he would have taken a pretty simple mark. Pretty well done by the Nord defender. Wiedemann tried to run away with the footy and dropped uh, it. Cotter taken high. Ducked into that tackle. A bit lucky to win that free kick, Mitch Cotter. To be fair, he was down first. So. Yep. Comes to Sam Morris on the 45. Grandstand side in front of the bowling club. You've been to Alberton before? I'm sure most people have. Down the wing, oh, big mark. mark by Corcoran. He's having a good year, Corcoran. Jace Bergoin got up as well. He took an absolute blinder last week at Elizabeth. But Corcoran got there first. Kicks it back inside 50. Norwood have the numbers here. Big spoil from Campbell. Comes down to Schofield. He's back inside to Roberts. Now Burgoyne has it. Goes short. Kick. Wiedemann was called out of it by Motlop and he took the mark. Great kick by young Burgoyne. So Motlop from 50. Oh, there puts you it go. up Look into the breeze. Comes back. What a finish from Stephen Motlop. Showed his class there. And gets the second goal for Port Adelaide. They go to 2-1. They hit the front. Norwood, two goals. Balfour's scoreboard. Balfour's are for the game. And we just saw the benefit of the breeze, if you know how to use it correctly. So Moblop in, in that bowling green, bowling grey pocket, I might bowling say today. <laughs> I might say bowling grey pocket. It's a bit grey down there in that bit, pocket today. A bit dry? But a bit dry. But, yeah, the, he, he knew exactly. I mentioned earlier in the game when Rabsy was having that shot on goal, he needed to aim for the left goal post. That's exactly what Moblop did. And it just came back beautifully and went through. And he's kicked that from about 53 metres. So you're certainly getting a lot more carry that in. I don't think it prevents you from scoring to the no. left of your dial at all. But it's certainly going to help you with getting just that little bit of extra distance. And that's probably leading the way for the goal of the day for Host Plus. That's a plus. It's an early one. It's an early, it's an early contender. One. Big bomb. There's Nick Moore and Kelly having a bit of push and shove on the wing in front of us here. It's a really inconvenient spot to put them put a pole yeah. right in front of our commentary. Fancy putting a grandstand for us to sit on in f <laughs> over a pole. Schofield gets the clearance out of the middle for Port. Drills one in the Anthony Wilson direction. Goes over his heads. Goes through the legs of Ollie Lord. It's gone about 15 metres out. Good tackle. Laid. And Norwood have some numbers here. Heard. Little handball to Kelly. And in the end, it's going to be fumbled through by Pierce Seymour. Minor score to Port. They go to 2-2. Two -two. Norwood two goals. Lauren X cleaning scoreboard. I didn't like Williams going to ground then, though. If he kept his feet, just soccer. All he had to do was tap it with his foot. He's going to beat ball for cam, cam ball for pace. Went to ground, and of course, I know he knocked it out afterwards. Good mark by Young Burgoyne. Jace again. So Jace Burgoyne wheels around on the right boot, puts it to the top of the square. Hayes is there. Comes out the back. Nick Moore, dangerous in this situation. Picks it up, goes on the left foot. Kick was smothered. Well done by Mitch Wilkins. Just used his body well on Nathan Moore. Now he's mucked it up. The handball went astray. Little kick towards goals has gone out of bounds. Hit the behind post, so it will be last touch rule. Taken by Donnelly of Norwood. And that's right there why I hate the rule. <laughs> <laughs> has a shot on goal. Hits the behind post. Well, don't miss. Donnelly drills I'm it. going to stick you out there one day, Bonds, and see how you go with your skills. Yeah, my football days are well and truly over. <laughs> Ball is at half forward. Free kick to Norwood. In the way of Nelligan. 
playing on at all costs, Nord, don't yeah, they? Move the ball are. fast. And a nice mark taken by Jarvis at half forward. He swings around, wants to kick it to Braden Lowe. It's an excellent kick, and Lowe marks on the chest. Plays on quickly, goes back to Kennelly. The umpire's not going to allow that. Said he didn't go behind his mark. What is it with these AFL teams and their laziness with turnover? They just don't run hard. Braden Lowe just back. put in the hard yards there. Well, he was in space. behind him. Yeah. First of all, you don't let your, your keep forward get in behind you. It's one of the worst things you can do heading towards goal. But it was a beautiful kick from Jarvis. He's just weighted it perfectly, and Lowe's taken a really good chest mark. From everything we've seen in this year so far, he won't have any problems kicking this one. Should not. So Braden Lowe will kick from about 20 metres out on a 47-degree angle. He's already got one. We got your picture, mate. Kick the ball. And he has kicked his second. So Norwood go to three goals. Port Adelaide 2-2 on the Balfour scoreboard. Balfour's are for the game. We're here for host plus. That's a plus. That was just far too easy for Norwood to run. Transition play from out of defence through the middle of the ground and then deep inside forward 50. Port had all their numbers sort of centre and forward of centre and they just got out the back way too easily. And I, this is why I'm saying today, Port are a little bit top heavy. I don't know if they can afford to not keep some sort of structure. Maybe keep a goalkeeper in behind to make sure that that doesn't occur. And else that, that slingshot sort of action will probably happen three or four times. A really good goal on Nord. They used the ball well, and it was a good finish by Lowe from that right pocket. What I did notice from the Jarvis kick is he had no problems getting the distance inside 50. The ball didn't hold up at all. Not at all. No. So maybe that breeze is... Depends you get an extra bit of carry. Yeah, it, it does, does, does. And by bringing it over that side of the ground, it's certainly going to make it a little bit easier. So back in the middle... No one can win that ruck contest. Matty Nunn lays a tackle. The umpire will come in and do it again. You've got to find the best defensive effort for Murray Pest Control. That might have been the worst defensive effort from Port Adelaide getting back in defence there. Oh, well, look, to be fair, I'm not too. It's a bloody good play by them. But yes. it's just, just, I've just noticed lately a lot of these young players, they just don't move back quick enough. So Morris dribbles a kick out to the wing. Braden Lowe left it behind. Allowed to Trent Burgoyne in. Now he lays another tackle, low to Loden. Kicks to half forward, big fly from McLean. Ball comes out the back. Free and kick. Sermon was taken high by Stockdale. Wins a free kick at half back for Port Adelaide. Did pretty well then, so, so, um, Luke Sermon. Because if he'd fumbled, the will put Nord got that ball there away. Oh, too, too top heavy there. Kick down the line. Ethan Moore tried to run through a tackle. He's going nowhere. Good tackle from Harry Boyd. And the umpire will ball it up right in front of your SENSA commentary position. We've gone 22 minutes in the first term. Paul Bonds and Mark Ross with you. Hayes. It's a tap down to Moore. His high kick forward. Here Seymour was there. Rabs Wilson tried to run through. He was held. And the umpire called play on. Kick inside forward 50 by Neil. Norwood have some numbers here. Jack Hurd. Goes Trouble. back, Hamilton. He's under great pressure there. And a good tackle from Wiedemann forces the minor score through. So Port Adelaide go to two goals, three. Norwood, three goals on the Lorenz cleaning scoreboard. Not sure why they took the advantage then, Port Adelaide. It was, it was a bit silly. Yeah, it was a little all, their, all their forwards were out of position. They certainly weren't expecting the, his teammate to, to take the advantage. And I think they would have been better in the Rabsy's hands going inside 50 than how it ended up anyway. So Campbell's kick was smothered. None is there at halfback. Here's a handball to Braden Lowe. He kicks down the line. It's close to the boundary line. The wind takes it across and it'll be 
a last possession rule free kick to Port Adelaide. So this is another thing about footy. Does it really matter? Does, who does takes it really the kick? matter if he's who takes the kick and if he's yeah, two centimetres inside the line versus two centimetres out of the line? We need to change that rule. Yeah. Anyone can take the free kick if it's a free kick. It's a free kick. Just yeah. pay the free That's kick. Right. Especially out of play. Obviously, if it's someone high or something like that, it's a bit different, but on that occasion. So Norwood did well to get the ball out, and then Jack Hurd's kick down the line has again been grabbed by the breeze. Seems to affect it on this side of the ground. Yep. And it went out of bounds. Another kick to Port Adelaide. Shannon Motlop's going to switch it. He goes to Jace Burgoyne at halfback. Comes up the middle of the ground. Skinner Jesus. in the fingertips. Nice catch. Moves like the Titanic Skinner. <laughs> As it's sinking. Kicks to Bergman. Still in the middle of Alberton Oval. Puts it up in the breeze. Bergman in the pocket. Vicentini. Now he goes to ground, the big Ruckman forward. Little handball back to Wiedemann. Now Sutcliffe in the oh, pocket. His snap kick. on goal is grabbed by the breeze and goes out on the full. He's seen human. that a couple of times already today. Yeah, he's human, but that's that's for an experienced player. He had to know to go towards the centre of the goal square there and just let the breeze do some sort of work. He's been out there for a quarter now almost. It's not like he's only been out there for five minutes and he's a bit unsure of what's going on. Fantastic crowd in. At yeah, it is a good Nail. crowd, yeah. And Sammy Morris has it in the back pocket for Norwood. He comes grandstand side. That does hold up in the breeze. None. Electric. Grab the footy and then handled to a voice. That voice was Cam Sutcliffe, who then missed the target. He tried to get it to Motlock. None was pushing the back. Umpire let it go. Sam Mays is there trying to take the footy away. Ethan Moore for Port Adelaide. Rokar's in there for Norwood. Good contest. Umpire will come in, cross himself, say, give it to me. Sutcliffe's not having the best start of the game, is he? He's been a bit sloppy. Just a bit scrappy for him. Normally very clean. Oh, smart. Smart from Wiedemann. Taps it to the advantage of Motlock. He goes down the line. Donnelly dives and punches it out of bounds. And we'll have a throw-in in front of the Norwood coach's box. Jade Rulings on the bench today. Barking his instructions, Jade. Very emotional game, Dave Jade. Shaking his head. Most coaches are, but he's particularly emotional. Quite vocal too, Jade Yeah, Rollins. same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Kicked inside forward 50. Vicentini had the ball, dropped the ball. It's got to be holding the ball, doesn't it? It should have been. Anyway, now it comes to Williams. Goes back to Sutcliffe. Tried to go on the outside of the boot. Good smother from Donnelly. Now Hamilton to Seymour. Who goes out of side. Tramper in a one-on-one. Did well. Used the body well, Xavier Tramper. Now gave it to oh, Kennelly no, running by. Man. What are you doing? Flat kick to half forward. Jarvis had some time. Probably had more time than kicked it to the umpire. who was the only one standing inside forward 50. He had nowhere to go. So he just kicked it to space. And the first one back to clean up was Trent Burgoyne. Gave it to Jace. Now to Motlop. It's been good, Motlop. He's been really busy. Has a bounce. Runs involved. away from Tranfer. Still some speed in those legs. As he kicks inside forward 50. Cam Ball went to ground. Vicentini, Hamble missed the target. Dylan Williams broke a tackle this way, that way. Back on his left shoe. Oh, oh, kicks a goal. Oh, how about that? What about that finish from Dylan Williams? A bit of party time. Unbelievable work. And a potential goal of the day for Host Plus. That's a plus. So Port Adelaide, they get their third. They're 3-3. And Norwood are three goals on the Laurinets Cleaning Scoreboard. Google them today.
Made a statement early in the quarter that I didn't think Motlop was a midfielder, but geez, he's having a big influence in this first quarter in regards to the quality of touches. He's, he's, every time he's getting the ball at the moment, he makes good decisions moving forward and Port looked much, much better. That was just a class act from Williams. He was in all sorts of trouble. He had men all the way around him. Yep. No matter whether he went left or right, he was in trouble. And he did, he did both, didn't he? And then he just went back onto that left foot, remembering he's a natural right foot kicker. And uh, he snapped it around beautifully. Good finish. Oh, sorry, he's a left footer. Sorry. You're allowed to make one mistake today. Oh, I'll probably make more than one. <laughs> Being here on such a cold day is the second mistake. <laughs> 28 minutes gone in the first term. Good game of footy. That's what we wanted, we expected when we came here today. And then we're getting it. Mitch Cotter picked up the footy at half forward for Norwood. Goes inside forward 50. Tran for oh, in a one-on-one -on -one in oh. front. I'm by called play on, so maybe it was touched off the boot. Grabs Wilson in the back pocket. Dropped the footy, holding the ball. Good tackle from Matty Panos. Yeah. Panos will line up only about 20 metres out. Tight angle. Just wasn't a great handball to Wilson, though, in his defence, was it? He was sort of behind him and low, and he wasn't able to take the ball cleanly and gave Panos enough time to get there and put him under pressure. And Panos won't miss this, mate. He's an elite ball finisher. Now that I've said that, I've got the full. Oh. But he's an elite ball finisher, and he knows the moment when he has to kick a goal, and... Here we and go. And he lines up. It's a bit of oh, a helicopter missed. and he has missed Mark Ross. Oh, well. Line and score. He uh, wouldn't have missed in my time. So three-quarter time. Oh, the electronic scoreboard's back up and running. Uh, Norwood are three goals, one. Porter three, three. We'll have a break and come back for the second quarter action. This is the Sample Host Plus action on your home of sport, SENSA. Hi, it's Kimbo here. Are you ready to score big with Balfour's? When you buy any Balfour's product, you can go into the draw for a chance Neil to Scar win. of the year. And we'll have another ball up. 20 metres out from Norwood's goal. Quick handball back to Rokar. Gave it out to Josh Richards. He oh. snaps it. Goal. Umpire didn't move. First goal on the board to the Red Legs. Courtesy of Josh Richards. Now Burgoyne has it. Goes short. Kick. Wiedemann. He's called out of it by Motlop and he took the mark. Great kick by young Burgoyne. So Motlop from 50. Oh, there you go. Look at that. Breeze comes back. What a finish from Stephen Motlock. Kicks inside forward 50. Campbell went to ground. Vicentini handball missed the target. Dylan Williams broke a tackle this way, that way. Back on his left oh. shoe. Oh. Kicks a goal. Oh. How about that? What about that finish from Dylan Williams? A bit of party time. Welcome back to Albert Noble here. Quarter time and Port Adelaide have a two-point lead. 3-3-21. Norwood 3-1-19. Rossi, let's have a look at some stats at quarter time, please. Uh, Team-wise, Norwood plus seven kicks, plus ten Norwood handballs. Yeah, marks are even, Norwood plus five tackles. Hit-outs are even, clearance, Norwood plus four. Uh, inside 50s, this is interesting, uh, 14 to eight in favour of the Maggies, which means Norwood have scored, you know, 50, 55-60% of the time they're going in there. At the moment, uh, free kicks are even. Possession-wise, no surprise, Nick Rokar with nine. He had an outstanding first 15 or 20 minutes in particular. Nelligan's had seven, as has Josh Richards. And Norda got a host of players on six. Well, for Port Adelaide, Trent Burgoyne and Sam Mays have, and Motlop have all had six. Beautiful. And uh, players just making their way to their positions. Fans making their way off the ground. Again, good crowd in here at Albert Noble. Sun out now. Close to 2-8. Yeah, they'd be late. Yeah. Good two and a half, maybe 3,000 people here. Really good crowd in. Nord supporters do come to Albert and they, they do tend to like it. And we are here for the all-electric EV6 and for Host Plus, that's a plus. Paul Bonds and Mark Ross with you. 
as we are for just about every sample game. A couple of games a weekend. Only one game next weekend. What are we going to do on the day off, mate? Um, we got, we're calling Central well, North don't worry. next week. My wife's got plenty of plans oh, yeah, for sure Sunday I'll, already. Yeah, She's I, a I had breakfast with her this morning yeah. after not seeing much of her yesterday until last night. And she said, you're not, you're not working next Sunday. And I said, no. And she <laughs> said, well, I've got plenty of work for you. Don't worry about that. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. All right. Uh, on the Laurinets cleaning scoreboard, it's a two-point lead to the Magpies. Securing workplace safety. Google Laurinets cleaning today. Umpire holds the ball in the air. Siren sounds. And Nord will be kicking with the breeze. It is blustery, but it is favouring the end that Nord are kicking to in this quarter. Boyd got up high. Hayes won the tap. Motlock shovels a handball out to Schofield, who kicks to half forward. McEntee's going to run onto this. Oh, so is Declan Hamilton, who went off the ground, and it's rolled out of bounds. So it will be a last touch rule. Going the way of Jed McEntee. It's always a bit risky when you sock it off the ground yeah. as a defender. That's where Bodie was saying this defenders always get stitched up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so McEntee wobbles oh. one inside 50. Good luck marking that. No one does. Panos, first one there, wrapped up by Nick Moore. And the umpire crosses himself. Ball up just inside Port Adelaide's 50. So Motlop's going with Panos at the moment. No, I think Sutcliffe's going to go with him. Hayes tapped it out to the advantage of Motlop again. Panos, well corralled. Now, in fact, it was uh, Ball. He kicks it inside, forward 50, squares it up. Ball in dispute. Donnelly lays a tackle. McEntee oh, tried to steal it out it of there, and the umpire has paid a free kick. Love, Tom Donnelly. They love to get involved, don't they? He just needs to let that go for a couple more seconds. It, it was a good cat tackle. I can see why he rewarded the tackle, but it... The ball came I, out. And the ball came out, and normally they say, if the ball comes out, play on. Yeah. Be consistent. Thumping kick from Donnelly out to the wing. Big pack of players. No one can take the mark. Falls to the front of that pack. Jace Burgoyne was wrapped up and the umpire will come in. We'll have another stoppage on the outer wing. Pretty much dead smack center outer wing. Hayes and Boyd. Hayes again got best position. Ends up in the hands of Nick Moore. He kicks it to half forward. Good and a nice mark by Jack Hurd in front of Ollie Lord. So Hurd's got someone in... Half Roker. back, and that's Rokart. Long sweeping handball out to Stockdale, who goes short and finds Nelligan. Good start too, Nelligan. None. He did find none. Centre half forward. Oh, he's got Panos inside, running around by himself. Sermon's picked him up now. So none puts it to the top of the square. Big numbers back there. Oh, it's in the goal square. Nelligan picked it up. Sold some candy. Kicked the goal. So he just faked the first kick. And he was tackled as he kicked it the second time, but it didn't matter. Went through the middle. So Norwood go to 4-1, Port 3-3. Laurinette's cleaning scoreboard. Google them today. I think it was 57 Trent Burger on that occasion, though. He's tried to punch the ball through the goals 20 metres away. <laughs> anyway. But that's, so that's, 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 what's hurt. that's what's cost Port that goal. He's actually tried to punch the ball through the goal line about 20 metres away, and he's missed it totally. Come to the front of the pack. Great balk and then goal by young Nelligan. He's really smart around goals, isn't he? Like yes. he just, he's got some poise and balance around those contests. Good little player. And uh, I think he'll be a really good player in years to come. He hasn't had the best season or most consistent season, I think, they like, but he's certainly certainly growing every year. Started well today, Henry Nelligan. Nelly, uh, Rokar's the key, though. Paul need to shut him down a little bit. 
25, plays 21. Nord in front as Port will get the clearance. Mays to Motlop. And kicks down in front of Schofield. Couldn't take it on the half volley. Mitch Wilkins was with him. Just gets the ball on boot. Richards tried to find Kenley with a handball. Now it comes back to Wilkins. who kicks to centre half forward. Skinner come flying. Knocked the ball down in front of that pack. Again, chain of handballs. Skinner got it to Mays, to Schofield. Back to Mays. Mays to half forward. Dylan Williams on the lead. Nice kick, nice mark. Needs to hold it for a second because Port need to get some numbers back. So now he wobbles it inside forward 50. Rabs Wilson. Oh, that was clever. Goes around oh, the corner. Rabs. Turn back to the clock and kicks the goal. Anthony Wilson. Port Adelaide 4-3. And Norwood 4 goals 1 on the Lauren X cleaning scoreboard. Google them today. And that's a contender for the goal of the day. Thanks to Host Plus. That's a plus. Uh, certainly is a contender. He's taken it in the one. It wasn't a great kick to him, was it? It sort of landed three or four metres in front of him. And he's taken the ball clearly. Gone to his left. Gone back to his right, back to his left again. And Rabsy isn't very well renowned for kicking it on his left. The umpire hardly moved. Bounced through beautifully. And, uh, well, Port needed that, didn't they? Nord kicked three goals into the breeze and Port got yep. one already. So this is going to be a really good contest. You can just tell that it is. it's going to be the, the team that can get a, a, an ascendancy of three or four goals might be enough today. Four and a half minutes gone in the second term for Host Plus. That's a plus. And for the all-electric Kia EV6, Paul Wanza Mark Ross with you. Sunshiny here at Alban, just heating up a little. Out in the middle mainly, not up here in the stand. That one's a dead heat. Hayes is trying to pick the footy up off the deck. Jackson's in there for Port. So is Mays, wrapped up by Panos and Nunn. And the umpire will come in and we'll do it again. I think Norwood's tackling's a little bit better than Port today, though. I think they, they tackle with a bit more yeah. intent. Although that's a, that's a one-wood for Nord, to be honest, under Jade Rawlings. Yeah. So Hayes won the tap, and again, the ball is in dispute. Josh Richards, the last one up, and the umpire will come in and ball it up again. Another stoppage in the middle of Alberton Oval. Harry Boyd won that tap. Rokar's there, so is Wiedemann for Port. And again, we'll have another stoppage. Back in the centre circle. Crowd a bit hushed at the moment, but they're seeing a good contest. 4-3 plays 4-1. Boyd took it out the ruck and thumped it to centre-half forward. McLean went with the spoil. Good staying Cochran. down Corcoran. Clean possession for him to Skinner, who wobbled it out to the outer wing. Oh, Schofield. Well done, Schofield. He beat Declan Hamilton in a one-on-one -on -one and then kicked it out in front of McEntee. Gathers a footy. Good Too tackle, high. Mitch Wilkins, but no. slightly high. Umpires love playing that one, mate. When the players go low, the tackler goes lower with them, but it's just a fraction high. The umpires will pay it every time. And I understand why, because it's first to win position of the footy and Get lower, and that's what happened there with McEntee. So McEntee puts it inside, forward 50. Stack of players around the footy. Hugh Jackson tried to get it out. In the end, he did. Motlop this way, that way. Tackled. That was holding the ball, I thought. Doesn't matter, because no would have possession. Quick kick out of there by Seymour. It's going to be marked on the chest by Big Hayes. This is about 80 from goal. Kicks into the pocket. Ollie Lord. Through his hands, but he kept his feet. And he's now got the footy. Hambles over the top to Anthony Wilson. Back inside Motlop. to Motlop. Motlop snaps. And it goes across the face. Misses to the left-hand side. I thought he'd eat that one up, Stephen Motlop. 
We did the similar thing to the panels kick in the last the last kick of the first quarter. Didn't just keep sailing to the left. So you mentioned it earlier today. There's going to be certain angles here today when you're kicking for goal. It's going to be a lot easier than others. And kicking from that right forward pocket at the northern end of the ground does seem a little bit toughy. You've really got to aim for the for the right hand post. Port four four Norwood four one. Lorenz cleaning scoreboard. Google them today. Kick out to the grandstand side. And how Hayes takes the mark. Again, that breeze affected that kick. And big Sammy Hayes right in front of our commentary position. Kicks to Wiedemann who has kick. to go. Courage from Hurd. In fact, it was uh, Kennelly who went back with the flight. Cop one for his trouble. And gets the free kick. A bit of an overreaction there by young Jacob. I mean, he was a little bit high, but you expect that in a contest. Or... If you, especially if you're running back into one. Yeah, exactly. Keeps it flat down the line. Skinner with the spoil. Good from Burgoyne. Jace to Trent. And now to Schofield. Schofield chips it sideways to Nick Moore. He's got some options running through the middle, but goes a bit wider out in front of Dylan Williams. He's got a little bit of room on Donnelly. Now Donnelly's closed him down. Good work, Tom Donnelly. Kept the ball in the area. Now he's in trouble. And he's dragged it in. He might have Ooh. dragged it in. Umpire called play on. Letting him go. Nick Rokar. Ends up with the footy and kicks to Loudon on the wing. Short kick will come into the middle of the ground. Jacob Kennelly. Handball over the top to none was poor. Allowed Wiedemann in. Now he's Ethan Moore for Port Adelaide. Back to Skinner. Got a bit of space and kicks out to Schofield. He's been good. He's starting to get a bit of the footy. Nick Moore runs past him, gives him the handball. Puts it inside Ford 50. One-on-one -on -one battle between Vicentini and Wilkins. The Nord numbers back. They are. They're just running strong, running two ways, and ends up with Loudon at half back. Morris goes short. Kennelly in the middle of Albert Noble. Kennelly's on Bergman on this wing. Bergman hasn't been with him at all for the entire quarter. So Kennelly runs away, has a bounce. Now hooks it back in the tram for direction, and Ke and Nelligan takes the mark. That's really poor, Port Adelaide. Really poor. Almost uncontested. Yeah. It just floated across in front of uh, Tranfer and took a two-grabber. Yeah, they just don't they just don't transition like Norwood do back quick enough to help out their defence. It's as simple as that. The midfielders there are all caught across the centre of the ground here. Norwood is just waving, running down in waves and numbers. I just mentioned that Kennelly's killing them on this wing. He's just constantly holding his width on this on this wing closest to us. Bergman's chasing, running up and down the centre of the ground trying to get kicks so he gets into the Port Power team next week. Is fading a little, but held its line enough. Another goal on the board to the Red Legs. They go to 5-1. Port 4-4 four, four on the Balfour's scoreboard. Balfour's are for the game. We're here for the all-electric Kia EV6. And for Host Plus, that's a plus. Plus, the, the biggest advantage in order to have the main... To be honest, I think they're, they're playing with a way better footy. Port are just a little bit more efficient when they've gone forward, in particular this quarter. But the reason order are going so well is, as we mentioned, the willingness to just hunt the opposition when they've got the ball and then hunt the footy itself when they've got it. They're just running big numbers. Port can't keep up. Tackle, and, and tackle stats will be interesting. Maybe yeah, maybe I've had a look at them. Norda, they're about plus 10 to 12 okay. in front at the moment, which is pretty high considering it's only the 10-minute mark of the second quarter. But it's the midfield. Once again, I, I keep banging on about it. They've, they've got Williams going through there at the moment. He's just not a natural mid, midfielder. Motloff's been really, really good, but it's not his prime position to be able to running out a full game. Even Young Moore, he's not, he's not a, a, you know, a quality inside mid permanently. Get the clearance here, Norwood. It's uh, Connor McLean gone into the ruck. Loudon, a little quick kick. 
Good. Smothered. Oh, great smother. Good hands from Moore, but another smother from Cotter. The kick of Schofield. Now Sutcliffe has it. There's a bit of a wrestle on here on this wing, Rossi. I'll Nick, keep an eye on it. Nick Moore, that's surprising. Comes out to Bergman, and Bergman has found Jace Burgoyne at half back, right for Port Adelaide. Next to the bowling club. Going to come grandstand side, oh. or wobbles it to half forward. Bergman's there for Port. He was held. Umpire called play on Ethan Moore. Trent Burgoyne handball to Mays. He was under pressure. Oh, he now didn't want Panos. Didn't want it, Burgoyne. Panos did. And handballed it back to Hurd. Ollie Lord might have taken him high and will win a free kick. Jack Hurd. Big fan of Lords, but he's struggling today, isn't he? He just hasn't been able to get into the contest at all. It's not a great day for the big no, men. it be a tough day. Him and Vesentini both haven't really been anywhere near it. Lord needs to spend a little bit more time running at the footy rather than just do them doing the one-on-ones. Jack Hurd, long kick. Inside forward 50, Corcoran professionally sees it over the boundary line. So we'll have a throw in front of the bowling club. Just outside of Port's 50. Gone 12 minutes, thanks to the all-electric Kia EV6. And for Host Plus, that's plus. Can't all be hard nuts, mate. When it's your turn to go, you've got to go. And Trent Burgoyne's just pulled straight out of that contest about two minutes ago. I'm sure uh, Matty Locken will let him know that later in the week, maybe. That's Maybe better, Lord. Time. Lord, front position there on the wing. But Nord again have the numbers. Wilkins, good handball to Rokar. Off a step, Loudon, inside forward 50. Oh, great hands from McLean. He copped one as well. I don't know if he did cop one, mate. I reckon he got one around the hands. He didn't cop one in the head. It's just It was just courage, though, his ability to put his arms out and duke it. I'd like to see a replay on it. but yeah, uh, I, reckon he, I reckon he clipped him. But he's up and about, which is good. And he'll go back. He'll have a shot from about 35 metres out on about an 11-degree angle. Not much to speak of, really. But tough conditions from this side of the ground. We know that. Next 15 minutes is vital in this game for Port Adelaide and for Norwood. If Norwood can take some ascendancies here, you feel like they're starting to get on top a little bit. Their numbers around the ball are starting to really hurt Port Adelaide. 13 and a half minutes gone. Connor McLean uses the breeze beautifully. Gets the 6-1 on the board for Norwood. They go to 6-1, Port Adelaide 4-4. Balfour scoreboard, Balfour's are for the game. So I'm making an early call, Bonds. I'm expecting Nord to get a bit of a run on here and be five or six, five goals up at half-time. We'll see if I'm right. I just, the, the domination in numbers when you start to look at the statistics from the midfield in particular, uh, you know, Rokar's up to 14, Nelligan 11, Hamilton and La- even Loudon. He had two at quarter time. He's had, he's had seven for this quarter. Okay. Josh Richards has had another five for the quarter. Jack Hurd. And the Nord defence is just mopping up everything. He's jumped over the disposals as well. Take Motlop and Mays out of the equation at the moment. Porter a long way behind in regards to winning winning footy. Simple as that, just winning the football. So back in the middle. We're here for host plus. That's a plus. Paul Bonds and Mark Ross with you. None and again. Nord are going to get the clearance. Boyd to none to Cotter. Tackled as he kicked it. Nelligan at centre-half forward. Little handball back to Boyd. Puts it inside forward 50. Cochran leads in the race. Stockdale's there for Norwood. So is Braden Lowe. Try to handball to Kelly. He's been a quiet Kelly. Haven't seen much of him. Jace Burgoyne. Had a quick kick around the corner. Ethan Moore was there for Port. So is Jack Hurd. And again, Norwood are going to win the footy. Ball to Hurd. Oh. Gets a hurried kick forward. Well done by Trent Burgoyne. 
Good hands to Ethan Moore. McEntee's running. Tries to run away from the big fella. Good chase from Harry Boyd. But got it up in front of Dylan Williams, who marked just outside 50. Schofield's on. Left footer. Goes to the goal square, Great backing kick. back and reading it beautifully with Pierce Seymour and Norwood. He goes short, finds Kennelly, who will just hold it up in the back pocket. Yeah, it just wasn't a great kick, though. Schofield was on. They had more, number, more numbers put. It was three on two, and he just found the Norwood second player, which was Seymour, who does read the play incredibly well. And now it's Kennelly down the line. Great spoil from Tommy Cochran. Thumped it into the crowd here on the terraces. He's been good, Cochran. Yeah. He's been really good one-on-one -on -one with Tramper in particular. The matchup that's hurting Port a little bit is the Nelligan one. We just don't really seem to have anyone as a cross halfback that's able to go with him, particularly when the ball hits the ground. Just Look at the, even here, Nelligan's yeah. by himself, Nelligan. Boyd took it out the ruck. He has to get rid of it. Does. Hambles to none. None breaks away from the pack. Pressure came from Motlop. So he wobbled the kick into the centre square. Jace Burgoyne caught one high, will win the free kick. No, it's going Nord's way. Oh, it is going Nord's oh, no. way. No, you're right. You called it, but the umpire signaled the wrong way initially. Okay, well, yeah. That's the way I saw it. So it must be right. Yeah, no, it's Running definitely right. Running through the middle of the ground. Here's Motlop. Has a couple of bounces. Goes to the leader, Williams. Donnelly, massive spoil. Hamilton tried to get Donnelly as he was running past again. Now Nelligan to transfer. Handball out the front of that pack. Goes to Kelly. Oh, oh. Connor was met no. heavily. No, that's not a free kick. I don't. I'm not sure if he has paid. He a free has. Kick he here. said hi. He said hi, mate. He has paid that as a free kick. That is a beautiful bump. Well, absolutely Cotter, beautiful. And it's on here. Players come from everywhere. Cotter gets up. He's a bit dazed and gets the kick. And you watch the fight. I watch the footy. Richards has it on the wing. Grandstand side. Goes short to Declan Hamilton, who marks it half forward. Tried to get the handball over to Richards. It was well done. The Port player got a hand in there, and I can't see who it is because he's behind the bunker. Here. Mate, I'm always 100% positive, and, and until we see the replay, we don't know. But I reckon when you look back at that, he's clearly just hip and shouldered him. Nothing else. No, it was a, I, he just didn't know he was coming. That's right. And Vicentini it was, and it was just an excellent bump. As uh, kicks into the forward line. Got some feeling now, line. though. It does. You can sense it in the crowd as well. As Tramp has tackled. And Matt Nunn going with the uh, topless look for a little while. Yeah, put it back on, Nunny. <laughs> it's not a good look. <laughs> He's just got... His jumper is just completely ripped off. I didn't think you were allowed to. I thought the umpires had to make you go off the ground if you didn't have a jumper on because you need to have a well, number. Actually, technically, he's got it on. It's just around his waist. Yeah, the umpire's telling him now he's got to get off. He's telling him now. Yeah. That's the rule. Yeah. We don't. And so, Matty Nunn. Tell you what's for who's fired up, and that's Jade Rawlings. He's he's prancing around like a cat in a hot tin roof. Looks like the big Jaguar. <laughs> he's, he's not happy, and... Uh, He's certainly be letting it know exactly to his players that you fly the flag when you need to. I think they're both doing it. It's a, it's a really good contest here. 6-1 plays 4-4 on the Balfour scorewood. Balfour's are for the game. We've gone 18, 18 and a half minutes in the second term. Best defensive play for Murray Pest Control. Really should have been that bump and tackle. It was a brilliant bump. Now, look, mate. I, it was outstanding. It was live. It's live. Yes. So maybe he did get him higher than, than we saw from here. I just reckon the umpire got spooked because it was such a heavy hit. That's right. But Cotter's up. He's okay. Yep. He's, he's got a head like a 
<laughs> Trent Boogoyne gets <laughs> anyway. kicked out of the week. <laughs> you know Save what I was you. about to say. <laughs> uh, Anthony Wilson was over the footy. He was tackled. I'm is loving this. Think, this is, is, this is, is not what Porter is best. Yeah. Nickname Prawn. Prawn. You throw the head away. Yeah. But uh, he's so hard. Typical Victorian. I love it. Frankston boy. Yeah, it's just great oh, footy at the moment. That's a free kick. And there's some holding there. It's going the way. The Port Adelaide player. That's uh, Ethan Moore. It's been good today. Both Moore boys have really yep. contributed at times when they've had to. I, I thought they might struggle a bit. They, they're just not as good offensively. Sorry, defensively when it comes to running back. That's all. They'll Mr. learn. Half forward, Sam Mays. Oh, well done, Mays. Here's Nick Moore, front of the pack. Good crumbing from him. Puts it inside forward 50. Dylan Williams with Donnelly in a one-on-one. Sutcliffe picked it up one hand. Was tackled straight away. What on the Norwood defence? No, it's Morris. It's Morris. He got to ball and now to Richards. Deep inside his defensive 50, Josh Richards. Nord's Nord's ability to get out of tackles is very good, isn't it? Like their hands and they get the ball up high, get it away from the contest. Kicks to the wing. Down the full. Comes off hands and we'll have a throw in right in front of your SCNSA commentary position. We're here for the all-electric Kia EV6 and for Host Plus, that's a plus. Great contest. 37 plays, 28 on the Laurinets cleaning scoreboard. Google them today. We've gone 20 and a half minutes in the second term. Bit of fire in this one too. Hugh Jackson was tackled by Declan Hamilton. No, it was Kelly. And we'll have a ball up. It's a bit like Hugh Jackman too. Good looking young rooster. Yes. There's the ball up. And we'll have another one. Because there's a tackle. And the ball's on the turf. I reckon this is part of the play that Paul need to get better at in the second half. Is Just hold it up. In the, if you're not getting clean from the stoppage, just try and hold it up a little bit and get another contest. Try and win the next one. Don't bobble it out and give Nord's runners a chance to run it. I like that. Boyd, good tap to Rokar. It's had an excellent first half. Nick Rokar puts it inside forward 50. Jarvis worked his way to the front. Well done by Jace Burgoyne. Got it back to Skinner. Oh, Kick was smothered. Terrible. Now lays another tackle, Burgoyne. Unlucky not get, to get holding the ball. Now a smother. Oh, well Great defensive play for Murray Pest control by Jace Burgoyne. Got the ball out of there in the middle of the ground. Sam Hayes did well. Got a handball back to Nick Moore. Now Schofield. Bounces out of the centre, runs away from Seymour. On the lead, Williams through the hands. Yeah, Umpires pay chopping the arms, and Dylan Williams will get the free kick. A little bit uh, a little bit sore as he gets up slowly, Dylan Williams. But what about that effort from Jace Burgoyne? Yeah, that, that's, that was a beautiful defensive. First the, smother, the tackle and the smother. Well, the two you, tackles you and a smother, smother, and won the footy, and now they're going to have a shot at goal. All thanks to Jace Burgoyne at halfback. Interesting he was named in the, the power squad this week. Yep. We had a really good game last week. Yes. Took that electrifying mark, big big specky, as we like to call it back in the old days. In the third quarter, I think it was last week. And he's, he's starting to get his real confidence, isn't he? He's getting a bit of, yeah. bit more size about him. Talented junior from the Woodville West Torrance Football Club. He certainly is. Better known as the footy factory when it comes to players getting drafted. There's a few of them out here today. There are a few of them out here. Yeah, the more young Moors. Excuse me. More boys, Burgoynes. Wiedemann. Wiedemann. Sutcliffe. From 50, made pretty good contact, but misses to the right-hand side, does Williams. So minor score to Port Adelaide. They go to 4-5. Norwood at 6-1 on the Balfour scoreboard. Balfour's before the game. He's normally, as we know, a really good kick, Williams, and he really struggled from that side of the pocket, didn't he? To yeah. Port haven't had an ch- opportunity to bring the ball out this side yet, have they? 
No, they haven't. And balls end up with Mitch Cotter at halfback. Got it from Hamilton. Goes inside to Jack Hurd. This bloke gets way too much free footy. To all clubs out there, do not allow Jack Hurd to just run around the back line doing what he wants because he is going to hurt you. He's got good skills. He's elite kicking skills. He went short to Braden Lowe, who's just going to thump it down the line. Ford have good numbers here. And Luke Sermon took the mark. Good pack mark. Well, they, between him and Skinner, they've had about 40 opportunities to mark, and that's the first one. So they had to take one eventually. Been pretty good again, though, yeah. Luke. The former Red League. So clean on Skinner's game, mate. He, as I said, he moves very, very slowly these holds days. up in the breeze. Matty Nunn in the number 65 now. That just looks unusual. Gave it to Rokart. Kicks to half forward. Sermon, again, good use of the body. Handball over the top from Panos for transfer. Good tackle laid. Bergman's going to be the first one there. Under pressure from Jarvis. Did well, Miles Bergman. Then had to give it up. Oh, well done, Skinner. Skinner used the body well. Got out to Trent Burgoyne. Corcoran goes around the corner. Under a bit of pressure, the Maggie's defence. High kick out to Good the mark. other side and an excellent mark. Morris. Taken there by Sammy Morris. And short to Wilkins. This is where I'm critical of Port, though. They don't pick up their man. The minute the ball's turned over, they're really slow at picking up their man. Look at that, three in a row. He gave it to Rokar and gave it to Nunn at centre-half forward. Nunn goes short on the lead. Panos, far too easy by himself. How does Matt Panos get by himself? That's just poor defending from Port Adelaide. And Matty Panos will kick straight in front. He'll kick from about 48 metres. You do wonder how he gets so alone. I mean, their ability to transvision, sorry, trans... Transvision van. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't heard that name. Bounce, easy finish. Umpire didn't move. Puts through the seventh one for Norwood. They go to 7-1, Port Adelaide 4-5. Laurenette's cleaning scoreboard. Google them today. What I was trying to say is Port's ability to look around and see what's going on once they've turned the ball over and pick up the loose man from Norwood is, to be honest, it's pretty diabolical. They, they just they guard space rather than actually defending a man at any stage, and that's half the reason they're three goals down. We keep talking about it. Their willingness to run forward is magnificent. Their willingness yep. to run back and work really hard and help out the, the back six and seven because they're struggling down there. They really are. Their biggest struggle, I'm telling you now, though, Bonds is, is although he did a really good passage of play there, Sam Skinner's a liability today. You can't have him and Sermon down there because there's no one tall enough to stand. Their, their, their height last week helped them. This week this it's hurting week, them. Uh, it's hurting them, yes. Back in the middle, Hayes and Boyd. And Boyd Hayes is terrible, by the way. Get the clearance to Rokar. Drills one inside 50. Jace Burgoyne playing very well. Thumps it to the boundary line. Didn't go out. Somehow it stayed in. Panos to Tranfer to Kelly, who kicks it out on the full across the face. Disappointing end for Jackson Kelly. Miles Bergman takes the free kick. That's a terrible kick out, though, Bergman. Just set up McEntee under pressure from Loden. Laid a big tackle, Loden. Umpire called play on. Balls come loose, but now the umpire will have to ball it up. Just, I'm not sure what Bergman was thinking there. I mean, he's gone to a 50-50 contest. And kicked it to the wrong side. And kicked it to the wrong side of the player that he was trying to kick it to initially. It's pretty easy from here, though, Bonds. We haven't made Very a mistake easy. yet, have we? No, not yet. You've made one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> From that uh, ball up, McEntee oh. trying to go back to Trent Burgoyne. Now, good handball out to Motlop, who had a couple of metres. His kick down the line. Nick Moore, hands and knees. Nord gained possession. Hamilton 
to Cotter. Panos. Wobbles one inside, 50. Panos by himself again. Luck's a bit of a fortune there. He was only a couple of metres away from his defender and it sort of wobbled into his lap. And Matty Panos will kick from about 48 metres on about a 45. But why the hell is he a couple of metres away from his forward? Get on your man. Christ's sake, it's not that hard. Siren sounds for half-time. So Matt Panos kicked a goal a minute and a half ago. Lining up for Norwood's eighth. It's fading. No, not enough. It's a great goal from Matt Panos to end the half. So he gets his second and Norwood. They're 8-1. Port Adelaide 4-5 at half time. Great finish from Matty Panos. Oh, mate, he was elite. I couldn't believe he missed the one in the first quarter, to be honest. He normally nailed him from that pocket quite easily. He's had two opportunities directly in front, sort of 40, 45 metres out from goal in this quarter, and he's nailed them both times. I just can't believe that no one stands anywhere near him. I, I just, I'm just shaking my head going, every every time this bloke plays, he's the, one of the best, if not the best player in the SANFL, if you give him time and space. It's also commonly known that if you don't give him time and space, he struggles with it. Yep. Anyway. Fantastic finish to the half by Nord. They're up and about as they uh, making their way off the ground. 20-point lead to the Red Legs at halftime. This is the Sandful Host Plus on your home of sport, SENSA. Wheels car of the year. So none. Puts it to the top of the square. Numbers back there. Oh. It's in the goal square. Nelligan picked it up. Sultan Candy kicked the goal. So he just faked the first kick. And he was tackled as he kicked it the second time. But it didn't matter. Went through the middle. Mays to half forward. Dylan Williams on the lead. Nice kick. Nice mark. But now he wobbles it inside forward 50. Rabs Wilson. Oh, that was clever. Goes around oh, the corner. Rabs. Turn back to the clock and kicks the goal. Anthony Wilson. Welcome back to Albert Noble Halftime here and the Red Legs have a 20-point lead. Eight goals, one 49, Port Adelaide 4-5-29. This is the halftime show for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians and for Kia, introducing the Kia EV6. It's been judged wheels car of the year and it's leading the charge. Rossi, let's have a look at stats at halftime, yeah, please. Well, we had a good conversation yesterday about, um, before we look at the stats, because it'll lead into it, with uh, Mickey Godden after the game yesterday and... We spoke about learnings and players leaving them in positions to see if they learn. Well, the Adelaide Football Club yesterday, they were in a bit of trouble at halftime, let's they be were. honest, and they made some really good moves that turned that game around. It's Port Adelaide's turn today because they're either going to say, well, no, we're going we're to stick with just what we know and we'll lose by seven or eight goals or and back them in, or they actually make some sensible moves because Nick Rokar is absolutely destroying them. Yes. So surely you say to one of your midfielders, we want you to go to him. The other one is when Panos is playing forward, I don't want you to guard space. I want you to play on Panos. That'll be number two. Uh, and there's a couple other things I'll get into in a minute. But Nick Rokar, 19 disposals, 13 kicks, two marks, six handballs, two tackles and three clearances. So he's the most prolific person on the ground in regards to his disposals. And he's the second highest in regards to clearances. He's having a huge impact. So you know what? Cam Sutcliffe hasn't done much today. He's a job captain. Go and keep Nord's best player pretty quiet in the second half. There's number one. Declan Hamilton's had 16 disposals. Ten of them off have been handballs, and then he was tremendous in that second quarter. I really like Henry Nelligan's game. He's he's under yes. a bit of pressure, Nelligan, probably more from within himself and some of the supporters. I've been talking to them about it in regards to his output this year. He's kicked two wonderful goals. He's only had the four kicks, but he's let off some really good handballs. He's also laid a couple of tackles and had a clearance. 
Uh, Jack Hurd, I mentioned that you've got to pick Jack Hurd up. You can't just let him roam around the back 50 doing what he wants. Well, he's had 12 disposals. He had 10 of them that quarter, nine kicks and, and three handballs. Uh, and, and Mitch Cotter, Matty Nunn and Josh Richards, they've all had 11. So their midfield's just getting a, a massive amount of footy. For Port Adelaide, Stephen Motlop's had 13. He had, he had 12 of those until the 15-minute mark of that quarter. So the last 10 minutes or so was a bit quieter for him. But he's been really good today, Stephen. I liked his game. He's also getting 1-1. Sam Mays got pretty busy that quarter with his 12 disposals. I've liked Jace Bergwijn's game. He's been excellent with his 11. And he's worked really hard across sort of the wing half-back role. And Nick Moore, I reckon, is the best of... Uh, and, and Schofield. Nick Moore's had... Nick Moore, that is. He's had 11 disposals, nine of them kicks. And Taj Schofield had a really good first quarter in particular. He's had nine disposals, six of them being kicks. He's also kicked a goal. Just quickly, match-wise, Nord a plus... Here we go. This, is, this will tell you. They're plus 23 in kicks. They're plus 17 in handballs. They're plus 15 in marks. They're plus 11 in tackles. The only thing they're not wearing, winning at the moment is hit-outs and inside 50s. Porter's still in front in inside 50s, but Nord's efficiency is just way better. Give you the goal kickers as well for Port Adelaide first. Singles to Motlop, Williams, Schofield and Rabs Wilson. And for Nord, Panos has two, Lowe has two, Nelligan has two, and singles to McLean and Josh Richards. The uh, goal of the day for Host Plus, that's a plus in industry super fun for all Australians. Couple of twos from, Rossi. Uh, oh, yeah, there's too many. But uh, I think... Oh, Dylan I think Williams? Dylan Williams still. Rabsy's wasn't bad, but yeah. I think Dylan Williams still. All right, and the best defensive effort for Murray Pest oh. Control. Play pests at their own game with the team from Murray's. Good award, the Murray's Pest Control Award. And I'm going in with Jace Burgoyne so far with his two tackles and smother in that quarter, which turned the ball over and gave Port an opportunity to score a goal. Yeah, fantastic. All right, let's take another break. Coming up uh, the second half after this, and uh, Port uh, Norwood leading by 20 points as Rossi just forgot to turn his headset off as he whacked it down. Apologies for that rackus. We'll be back after this break. It's a Sandful uh, Host Plus on your home of sport, SENSA. Hi, it's Kimbo here. Are you ready to score big with Balfour's? When you buy any Balfour's product, you can go into the draw for a chance to win a whopping 50 grand. How good is that? $50,000. Plus, you could walk away a winner with hundreds of instant cash prizes or even get your hands on dozens of game day passes to the footy. To learn more, visit balfours.com.au forward slash score big. You could be on to a winner with Balfour's. Victorian harness racing just got bigger with all the exciting action on Trot's Vision. It's an enhanced online platform with every Victorian harness race streamed live. Enjoy exclusive content, the daily form, tips from Australia's most respected racing analysts and more. Trot's Vision brings you all the live action every day at home or on your phone. And best of all, it's free. Lap up Trot's Vision. Lap up the trots. Visit thetrots.com.au. With destinations like Kangaroo Island, your best adventures are right here in South Australia. Switch your electricity and gas to Red Energy on a Qantas Red Saver plan today and you'll get 15,000 bonus Qantas points plus two points per dollar on every energy bill you pay on time. 
Switch on to Red Energy now on 131 806 so you can switch off on a South Australian holiday later. Residential customers only. Eligibility criteria and conditions apply. Basic land information documents available at redenergy.com.au slash BPID. Start the financial year off with a bang thanks to Northeast Isuzu Ute. We won't be beaten on price or service. We've got pre-loved cars, SUVs, 4x4s, utes and vans. Quality vehicles, low Ks. Mazda, Toyota, Isuzu, Subaru, Holden, Kia, Hyundai, Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi, Jeep and more. And everything's discounted for the end of financial year. Get the wheels you want at the price you'll love. Northeast Isuzu Ute, Hampstead, Burton and Port Augusta. neisuzuute.com.au DL7508. If you have a family member that is currently troubled by or addicted to gambling, there is help for you. Call the Gambling Helpline on 1800 858 858. Life-changing strategies to support your loved one are available. Find out more at thegamblinghelpline.org.au. Hey, welcome to Daryl's Dream Interpretations. So, what's your dream? So last night I met a New Zealander in my dream, that's why I'm here, and he lent me his polar fleece and we climbed a glacier and did some mountain biking and then we ate oysters with two seals called Peter and Jackson who knew heaps about Sauvignon Blanc. What does it mean? Oh, book a ticket to New Zealand. That's it? You bet. <laughs> Stop dreaming and go. Visit NewZealand.com. 100% Pure New Zealand. Hear the major moments in sport crystal clear anytime, anywhere on the SEN app. He's got it! A thousand goals for Buddy Franklin! He cuts in onto his left foot, has a shot, it's in! On air, podcasts, live sport, news, video content, your city, your town. And the White Horse gets the jump done! Download the SEN app from the Apple and Google App Stores. It's also available on Apple CarPlay. The SEN app, your home of sport from wherever you are on the planet. Which oil keeps your business moving? Farmers and fleet managers, they know. Construction crews and car mechanics, they know. And you know. Valvoline, the original engine oil. $100 just for switching your internet provider? Eight. Switch your internet to Mate and enter the promo code MATE100 on sign up to get $100 credit on your account once connected. You heard right. Get $100 credit just for switching and connecting internet with Mate. Be quick, limited time offer. Visit letsbemates.com.au or search Mate online. Credit applied 28 days after activation. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to the Host Plus Sample Lead for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6, wheels car of the year. Welcome back to Albert Noble Halftime here and there's uh, people out on the ground having a kick and a catch. Good to see. 20-point lead to the Red Leagues. 8-1-49, Port Adelaide 4-5-29. Paul Bonzer, Mark Ross with you. Rossi, looking at the live ladder as we can right now. North Adelaide still sit on top. Uh, two, uh, eight wins, two losses. Glenelg in second, eight wins, two losses. Adelaide after their win over West Adelaide yesterday. Seven wins and three losses. Sturt. Six and four. Eagles six and four after they went down to the Dogs yesterday. Then out of the five is Norwood in sixth spot, five and five. South, five and five. Port Adelaide, three and seven. Central's two and eight. And Westies yet without a win. 
just goes to show the importance of a Norwood victory here today. It does. It also goes to show the importance of turning my mic on as I was about to ask you a question. Well, you forgot to turn it off when you took your headset off, <laughs> crashing it down on the desk, and then you forgot to turn it on. Ah, well, so I'm that's a, your I'm third a, mistake for the day. Well, the thought, so yeah, it is, because one was coming here to begin with because it's too cold. This is ridiculous. You're not supposed to play spring uh, footy in the middle, right smack bang in the middle of winter when it's this cold. I tell you what, we have seen a couple of legends down in front of us. Uh, Michael Aish was just down in front. Yeah, there Timmy goes, Geneva. There goes Timmy G. Timmy yeah. Jenner, the great man. He is uh, one of the most loved players here at Port Adelaide. Yeah, he just wasn't loved as much as a coach. <laughs> quickly turn on you, mate. You know what it's like, the old coaching gig. That's it. Uh, and we are here for the all-electric Kia EV6 and for Host Plus. That's a plus. Paul Bonds and Mark Ross with you as the umpires are prancing around in their pretty in pink uniforms, which we love. Um, and they've been pretty pretty good today the umps we'll give them a bit of a pat on the back yeah they've made a couple of mistakes like we all have today so yep. um you know, they're never going to get it 100 right but I, I think they've umpired pretty well i wasn't very keen on that i, I just spoke to a nord a couple of nord people and as much as they were up in airs when young cotter got hit hard most said it was a bloody good bump yeah um well, was it, it was just a, it was just a really heavy tackle wasn't it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't really a bump he didn't no, it was, it was hip and shoulder. Front on. Yeah, no, it was just yeah. a really big hip and yeah. shoulder front on. and Wrapped him up. The umpire didn't like it. And as I said, mate, I made a comment yesterday about the game and how soft it's become in certain areas. And part of it's because of people being so spooked that they're going to get sued later in life because someone got a knock around the head or anything. So we've changed the game a lot and she's got to learn to adapt with it, I guess. Red leads make their way out onto Alberton Oval. In the conventional uh, race at the end of the Foss Williams stand, yeah, I think I think Porter in a fair bit of trouble uh, unless they can dramatically generate some sort of desire for their midfield to work really hard both ways. And just we've we've, bung, we've banged on about it a little bit, but the, the, the truth be told, they can't help. You can, can only play with who you've got out there, can't you? Right. And, and they just don't have the quality of mids to go with a row car, to go with a nun, to go with a kenneling. Imagine if they had Rantel as well. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, about the, uh, what about the effort of their A-grade side, if you call it that, their AFL side yesterday knocking off the Swans? That was a massive win for the, for the club. Oh, huge. And I reckon what they've learned out of it is you don't have to have, you know, give, give kids an opportunity and they will perform for you. So Mead comes in and... and um, even Tickle, I know he didn't last long, but Tickle came in for a first game. Yep. I think in the second half of the year, that's what Ken and the club probably need to do a little bit, is just have a look at some of these younger guys. You, you don't want to pick them before they're ready. Correct. But, but give them a chance. I mean, I reckon when most people would have said, first of all, it was going to be tough for them to win anyway. Throw on top of that your ability to, to, to lose a grade, to lose a boke, and then still go out and win the game of footy. Clearly says to me that maybe sometimes we put too much emphasis on star players that yep. are getting a little bit longer and in the tooth and... Might have been the best thing for them yesterday those two boys didn't play because you brought some energy and youth in and maybe even Sydney looked at it and thought, pretty easy win today for Adelaide. Maybe, sorry. You're right. You're entitled to a mistake today. That's your first. Leave <laughs> my bloody leg alone. I don't think it is. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, so players just making their way to their positions. Won't be far away I'd from the start in the second half. Uh, after the game, Rossi, we will be joined by someone from the Nord Yeah, Club. it'll probably be Rob Harding or the senior coach Yeah, Twig Rawlings. So and stick around with us. We'll stick, be we'll interview a bit of a them. longer post-game today, so a chance to interview someone from Nord after the game. 
So, mate, my biggest rocket today, if I was the coach at halftime, so we spoke to Mickey Godden yesterday about what he, yes. what he had to say and things. Well, my big rocket would go to uh, Sam Hayes. He's got to pull his finger out, mate. You can't be 210 centimetres and only tap a ball to the ground. You've you got to be more than that. He's, yeah, he's winning, winning the taps. but, but he, uh... he can't move away from the stoppage. So Porter got two blokes today that can't actually move. He's done a couple of good things to Sam Skinner, but he, he seems to have lost all his agility, all of it. And I'm looking at what they've done at the moment. They've not made a single move in regards to anything structural. So obviously they're just going to say, well, we've got the breezes quarter and we're going to back them in and see if they can do a bit better. Pretty much, yeah, it's exactly the same as they set up at the start of the game. Mind you, they're ready Mott, to go. Mott, Nord, Jackson and Mays. Nord are still in their huddle. In the middle of the ground with Hayes. And Mick Moore on the grandstand wing. Miles Bergman on the outer side wing. As, yeah, Nord a bit, a bit tardy here, getting into their positions. Both Bergwijn starting off halfback this quarter. Probably giving them a little bit more run, although they've been there most of the game. Yeah. I've really liked uh, Corcoran's game. I think he's been really, really good on young Tramfer, especially one-on-one. It's won a lot of contests. I just would have probably... They don't have a lot of choice, Port, because they've got Vezentini and, and Lord Ford already with A's. I'm just not sure they need Sam Skinner and Sermon back, whether they could have maybe started one of those boys on the fence and used them in a rotation, brought a smaller player on to go down back. That would have been my only other thing, but it's easy from here. You know, they've, they've got their set structures and what they want to do and how they want to move, move things around. Even using an Anthony Wilson as a running halfback as well at times. Yes. Although you need you need to be able to defend. And I'm, not sure that's, I'm not sure that's perhaps his I'm one would. Not in his kit bag, I don't <laughs> reckon. So the umpire holds the ball in the end for the start of the third quarter. And on the Laurentix cleaning scoreboard, securing workplace safety, Google them today. It's Nord by 20 points. There's the bounce. Boyd got a little handball to Panos, who put it out in front of Rokar. Gave it to Stockdale, running past. Now shut down by Nick Moore was uh, Kennelly. And the umpire will come in and ball it up. She goes hard at the footy, Nick Moore. He does. The old forward handball can get you into a bit of trouble at times. It can look really good if you get out, but when you don't. Boyd won that hit out. Caught a later tackle. That's better. Trent Bourgoyne got a little kick forward. Bounced over the head of Wiedemann. Vicentini was there. Free he kick. went to ground and was held by ball and will win the free kick. So, Dante, Vizantini kicks inside forward 50, puts it up for Lord, falls to the front. Well done, Jack Hurd, gathered the footy. Schofield's there as well, putting the pressure on. And he's wrapped up by Sammy Morris. And we'll have a bowl, uh, ball up in the forward pocket. Or half forward for Port Adelaide, half forward right. He's going to have a bowls up, bowls up. I was going to have he? a bowls up. Gee, <laughs> Boyd's been good today, again for Nord. He gets that tap down, taps it towards the boundary line. And it rolls out of play. We'll have a throw-in on the cross of 50 in front of the bowling club. Always get a good crowd in the bowling club, don't you, to watch the yeah. game of footy? All the Nord supporters good right spot. near their players race there. I'll be pretty happy with the way things are going at the moment. Beers at 1978 prices. Here's the tap-in. Comes to Sam Mays. Gets a good shepherd from Jackson. Now centres the ball to the top of the square. Hurd's there for Nord, tried to break a tackle, he's in trouble, should be holding the ball. Up a cool player on the ball, came loose, snap it, goal, is hit the post. That should have been holding the ball though. From Schofield, and it was holding the ball in my book too. So minor score to Port Adelaide, bit lucky there was Jack Hurd. They go to four goals, six, Nord, eight goals, one. Laurenette's cleaning scoreboard, Google them today. Nick Rokar coming up with touch number 21, if you don't mind, early in this third quarter. 
Leather poisoning for Nick Grocar as he kicks to this grandstand side. McLean tried to shove Skinner under the ball. Now big tackle from Kennelly on Jackson and Tim Peng holding the ball. Great didn't, tackle from Kennelly. Didn't get first give though, Jackson. He was out and he just didn't want to give the handball. He wanted to try and be a bit, a bit cute. And it was a great tackle by Kennelly. 19-point lead to the legs. Lorenz cleaning scoreboard. Backing back. Skinner takes a nice mark in front of that pack. Plays on quickly to Motlop with the hands. Now squares it to Miles Bergman. Centre half back for Port Adelaide. Mays is on. Uh, Hayes, sorry. It's going to come grandstand side. Trent Burgoyne takes the mark. Goes down the line. Nick Moore, fingertipper just off the ground. Couldn't hang on to it in the end. Went to the review system. It would have showed a drop catch. And the umpire will come in and ball it up right in front of your SENSA commentary position. Paul Bonds and Mark Ross with you. Hayes got the tap down to Mays, who kicks down the line towards the bowling club pocket, and it goes into the bowling club, and it'll be a free kick to Mitch Wilkins. Ball out on the full. I think Hayes is playing. Uh, what Mays is playing days today. AFL might just be able to go over Bonds. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think he's a good backup. For some injuries. Yeah. I think he's a, he's a really honest footballer. I think he knows that himself too. Yep. Oh, oh big fly from Chase Percoin. Tried to take mark of the year two weeks in a row. Couldn't get a hand on it in the oh. end. Oh, lovely tap from Lord to Vizantini. Oh, who dribbles it, dribbles it through for a goal. A much needed goal for the Maggies. They go to 5-6. Norwood, eight goals, one. And the big fellas combine in the forward line. Here's his first goal. <clears throat> Hasn't that a big day, Lord? But that was just really sensible, smart little tap on to Vizantini. And they said they're a bit top-heavy, but, geez, they worked their way through that one really well. A little dribble along the ground. The old Jason Dunstall don't dribble along the ground, but it's gone through on this occasion. And Port get back in the contest. They want 13 points of difference now. Or sorry, 9 points, 13 points. How am I going? My well, math's terrible at the moment. 13, 13 points of difference. On the Lawrence Cleaning scoreboard, Google them today. But I think Port are going to need to be two or three goals up at three-quarter time with this slight breeze to be a chance. Although... Alberton, I said this a couple of times at other grounds this year. The last quarter, the breeze does tend to drop a little bit. Yeah. It's not, and I don't think it's as bad now as it was earlier either. No, it doesn't seem to be as bad. Hayes got up high in the middle, one that tapped down. Motlop gets the clearance, goes outside of the boot, kicks it to centre half forward. McIntyre tried to tap it to him to his own advantage. In the end, Mitch Wilkins gave a little handball to Cotter, who thumped it forward. Well done by Panos to Kenley. Oh. Went through the legs of Trent oh. Burgoyne. And almost past Skinner. Now it's in dispute at half forward for Nord. And the umpire will come in and ball it up. We've gone four and a half minutes. Thanks to Host Plus. That's a plus. And the all-electric Kia EV6. Hayes again won the tap. But none. The number 65. Kicks to the top of the square. Big pack of players. Skinner came through. Grab the footy. Oh, oh it's been picked up terrible. by McLean. And he kicks the goal for Norwood. Just tried to handle past McLean and in the end handled it straight to him. Did young uh, Kai Roberts. And McLean gets another goal for Norwood. The quick answer. Nine goals, one Norwood. Five, six. Port Adelaide. Lorenz cleaning scoreboard. Google them today. Yeah, you, you caught it pretty well. He just he tried to handle past him. Not sure too, though. I'm not sure he was trying to handle He's just worried about getting caught holding the ball. So he's, let's be honest, he's just let the ball go because bit he's, of panic. he's a bit of panic. and Young kid. And uh, unfortunately landed in the hands of McLean, which is fortunate for Norton. He's 
he's very smart around goals, McLean. I still shake my head in how Central Districts have let him go, to be honest. I, a club that's desperate for a forward and kept picking him and then dropping him and then picking him and then dropping him and then picking him and then dropping him for the last three years rather than just showing some persistence. And if you look at him this year, Nord has just been persistent with yes. him. They've just said, no, nah, we're just we're going to back you in, mate. Just keep going. You'll get there. Anyway. He's uh, looked good up forward for the legs. And maybe change of club is just what he needed. So now Nord are going to get the clearances again and it's Rokart who kicks at the half forward. Port have some numbers here though. Bergman bounced off Corker and his teammate, then gave the, gave him the handball. Motlop running hard, got back to help out. Trouble. But he was tackled, gave it up to Nelligan. Nelligan puts it inside forward 50 on the chest, McLean. So he's just kicked one and now he's marked it about 45 out. Only on a slight angle. Pretty much straight in front. And this will uh, see where the breeze is and how it affects this kick. Yeah, they're in trouble, Port. They're under pressure from the tackling efforts of Nord. Nord's willingness to continue running in numbers again, starting to hurt them. I tell you one bloke, they need to get in the play in a minute. And he stabs it beautifully into the breeze, through the middle. Back-to-back -back goals for Connor McLean. And Nord get the 10th. They go to 10 goals, 1. And Port Adelaide, 5 goals, 6 on the Balfour scoreboard. Balfour's before the game. So one of the big issues Porter got at the moment is some of the players that actually can play the game. They're, they're pretty good. One of them's McIntyre. Can't get involved at all. Declan yes. Hamilton's absolutely smashed him, to be honest. Smashed him to smithereens. It's a bit of rain comes down, Bonds. Cool. But, uh, yeah, he's just, he's just smashed him all day. Every time uh, uh, McIntyre gets near the ball, he gets crucified in tackles. And, and then Hamilton's offensive ability to get Nord going from halfbacks also hurting. The other one's Bergman. He's just he's almost trying too hard. And not doing the simple things. And it was him that actually cost that goal by just giving out a really, really poor handball. It's two handballs in a row in the back 50 that have cost poor goals. And then their ability not to be able to win the ball in the centre of the grounds. Obviously a massive issue as well. So back in the middle, none tried to spin out of a tackle. and was held up. Ethan Moore for Port Adelaide. He was tackled. Comes to Rokar. Wobble to kick forward. McLean and Skinner. Here comes Panos. Skinner did well in the end. He's got a little handball back to Corcoran and the ball goes out of bounds in the forward pocket for Norwood about 30 metres around from their goal and we'll have a throw in probably needs to be a bit smarter this quarter too some of the poor boys they've been flicking the handball around probably need to get it on the boot a little bit more get it forward get some even numbers probably that they've got at the moment though is Norwood have got an extra defender Hayes in front tapped it straight down Panos's throat his kick towards goal is going to roll out in the other forward pocket left forward pocket Tranfer takes it over and we'll have a throw in. A bit closer to the goal this time. Only about 15 metres around from Nord's goal. Grandstand side. And there's a throw in. Hayes, again, probably one that tapped down to Mays, who does thump the ball into the middle of the ground. And it's rolling. Lord runs onto it. He's got no one in front of him, so just squares it to Vicentini. He takes the mark at half forward. Goes into the pocket. Rabs Wilson in a race with Jack Hurd, but the ball is going to beat him out of bounds. That's a poor kick from Vicentini. It's only a young kid. and He had the right idea. Like, yeah. Rabsy was there, but he needed to go towards goal rather than towards the pocket. Give Rabsy a chance just to run onto it. Just a poor kick. So, speaking of poor kicks, Hurd kicked it in. Nick Moore played on. Didn't know that none was in his back pocket. Now Vicentini... Kicks it into the forward pocket. Nord have numbers. Jack Hurd takes the mark. Pretty well done by Campbell just to hold Lord out. 
legally, of course. So Jack Hurd takes the mark in the back pocket. Kicks it out of 50 metres. McLean wanted to fly for it. Vicentini just got a big fist in there. It rolls towards the boundary line in front of the Nord coach's box. And we'll have a throw in. Here for Host Plus, that's a plus. And for the all-electric Kia EV6. Seven and a half minutes gone, third term. Might love asking someone to pick up Roca. I feel like saying, why bother? You haven't all day. <laughs> Tap comes down to Panos. Here he is, Rokart, tackled by Nick Moore over the boundary line. He's tried hard, Nick Moore. Yeah. As I mentioned, it, both him and Ethan have both tried pretty hard. Tough. Tough, Nick. It's been a good move for Nick Moore to come to Port Adelaide this year after playing a lot of seconds footy at Woodville West Torrance. Definitely improved as a footballer here at Port Adelaide as he's on the bottom of this pack, tackled by Cotter. And the umpire will come in and ball it up. Eight minutes gone. Thanks to the all-electric Kia EV6. And for Host Plus, that's a plus. Vicentini got the tap down. Allowed them through a boot at it. Then picked it up. He was tackled. Ethan Moore. Snap kick out of there. Goes to half forward. Can't get the ball out. That was uh, kneeled. Now Wilkins just picked up the footy and slammed it on his boot. High kick down the wing. Well marked by Skinner. It's better, Skinner. Much better. Used his body well. Got his opponent out of the way. It took it just a, it was only a chest mark in the end, but it was all the work he did before the ball got there. It's a thumping kick, and he puts it down to half forward for Port Adelaide. Cotter. Cotter ran past two Port blokes there he to win that contest. Certainly did. And in the end, the ball went out of bounds in front of the bowling club, and we'll have a throw in. About 60 around from Port Adelaide's goal. 36 plays 61. Red Legs with a lead on the Balfour scoreboard. Balfour's are for the game. There's a throw in. McEntee is having trouble get, getting into the game today. Panos picked up the footy. He was tackled by Nick Moore. We'll have another ball up. See, in this situation yesterday, we were really impressed with the Crows when they moved their team around a little bit. Yep. Um, one thing I'd love to see with McEntee, come up to the wing or something for a little while and just try and get involved because he's playing as that permanent half forward, which is almost impossible at the moment. Panos has been very good this quarter. Good boy, and Skinner. And Skinner taking another mark in front of McLean. He's having a good third quarter. It's a little handball. Stephen Motloff, who ran to him and got it. Now Corcoran has it at centre-half back. Wants to go out of side. And <coughs> keeps it flat to Bergman. Good pressure. Came from Josh Richards. Good contest there between Richards and his poor opponent. Now Tranfer's there. Trying to get the ball out. Josh Richards picked it up. Quick kick forward. And the ball's gone wide and into the Allen Scott headquarters. So that'll be a free kick to Tar Schofield. Been a bit of a nothing quarter so far, hasn't it? Port it's hasn't really scrappy. generated anything since that really good goal from, from Vicentini. It's just been pretty dull, to be honest. 13 minutes gone. Good. In the third term. It's Bergman again just had a little fumble. He just doesn't seem to be able to take clean footy today, young Bergman, does he? He no. looks like he's lacking a little bit of confidence. Once again, I'd like to see him maybe go back to halfback. So a free kick. He's been kicked to half forward. Anthony Wilson and Matty Panos. In comes Kenley to help. Well done, Wilson. Trent, Sco uh, Trent Burgoyne's there. Again, Moore lays a tackle. Wilkins, he was under pressure, dropped the footy. Nick Moore again. He laid a couple of tackles there, so a good defensive effort for Murray Pest Control. 
Mick Moore pops it up for the big men. Sam Hayes came, hit his hands, then fell to the front. And taken high was Josh Richards. Luke Sermon just a bit sloppy with that yeah, tackle. Yeah, I'm going to, sorry, no, he just ducked in. He just purely ducked into it. And the umpire fell for it again. That's a poor decision by the bloke in pink. That's okay. As we said, made a few mistakes ourselves today. <laughs> so a short kick from Richards to Panos. We've gone 11 minutes. And it's 61 plays 36 on the Balfour scoreboard. Balfour's off for the game. Nord with the lead. It's close to the boundary line. Jarvis just got a hand on it before it went out of play. And we'll have a throw in. Again, right in front of the Norwood bench. Jade Rawlings up and about. Gives players some advice. He'd be reasonably happy at the moment. Leading by four and a bit goals. It is relative, though. If you look, at, they've had the same amount of scoring shots, both teams, but Porter four and a bit goals up. Ball efficiency. 10-1's magnificent by Norwood in these windy yes, conditions. Certainly is. Panos won the free kick, went short. Here's Rokar, loose again. Jarvis. Big, big third quarter by Nice. He's just come off having a rest with Panos and said a bit of big influence in the first 15 minutes of this quarter or 12 minutes of this quarter. Nick Moore takes the mark at halfback. It was touched, so he had to play on Wilkins. Amble back to Jarvis. Now Boyd. Kick to half forward. Skinner in front. Did well. Just sport it towards the boundary line. And we'll have a throw in about 55 around from Norwood's goal. As we roll on to 15 and a half, close to 16 minutes gone in this third term. It's only been two goals kicked for the quarter. One each, and it's just not enough for Port, considering they got the breeze. It's a throw in. Vicentini got Boyd out of the way and tapped it to Moore. Now Mays, back to Sutcliffe. Use Corcoran. His high kick is floating out of bounds on the full. Just lost their way a little bit here, Port Adelaide. Yeah, I said at halftime they were in big trouble. And uh, we've seen it in this quarter again. Norda just pretty much they bottled it down. They'll score a goal in a minute. Norda and put the game beyond reach. Stockdale kicked inside forward 50. Boyd thought he was held. Comes out to Corcoran. He got the clearing kick over the hands head of Seymour. Off his hands and out of bounds. So we'll have a throw in centre wing. Grandstand side. Chung Vardeniga walks past us. Eating the, the player's diet of a bucket of chips. <laughs> and a pie. And worse still, he's wearing uh, sandals and shorts. You're an idiot. <laughs> and I'll tell him to his face as well. <laughs> it's seriously like about seven degrees here, and he's uh, walking around in sandals and shorts. Rokar, excellent work. Just burst through, wanted it more, gave it back to Seymour. His kick went out on the full. Been elite today, Nick Rokar. Oh, he's BOG by a mile. Don't want to get my 3 2 1 way too early, but. He's having to do something terribly wrong in the last quarter to not be the best man on the ground. If they walk off the ground now, he gets six votes. Yeah, he's he's been fantastic. Ethan Moore at the free kick, chipped short to his namesake. No relation. Nick Moore. So Nick Moore just puts a high ball inside 50. Coming flying. Dylan Williams almost put his hands to it. Pierce Seymour, little handball up. Umpire seats oh. holding, going the way of Port Adelaide. Seemed a bit soft. I think it might be Neild or is it Jackson? Jackson. It is Jackson, Hugh, Hugh. Jackson. Come on, you Hugh. Mac Neild was there as well, but uh, it's the number 39 who has the footy. He's about 48 metres out on about a 20-degree angle. 
Needless to say, they need this goal, Bonds, just to give them something. I mean, you keep looking at their points and going, well, you know, if they just kick three more goals, this would have a real contest, but they just keep missing. Oh, and he shanked it. He's put it up into the breeze. not even going to get the distance. It's going to land in the goal square. And a quick kick out of there from Boyd. It's been marked by Schofield. He had an opportunity in a similar position earlier in the game in the first quarter. And he couldn't finish. So hopefully Taj Schofield can go back and finish from here. And Fenton actually did kick a goal from he that did. position. Yeah, he did kick a goal. He missed, missed one, one earlier as well, though. Yeah. But, um, that's just a matter of Port Adelaide setting up across the centre forward region so Nord couldn't get the ball out too easily. There was a shank kick out and it's a little bit of luck involved when those kicks occur, but it was structurally well set up. Gives him the opportunity here. Hopefully he kicks a little bit better than his teammate Hugh Jackson just did. Uh, Schofield will kick from 45 metres on a 45 degree angle. It's yes. going across the face and will miss to the right hand side. Five goals, seven. Port Adelaide, Norwood, 10 goals, 1. Lauren X cleaning scoreboard. That's not going to win the goal of the day. The host plus, that's a plus. It's not even going to win the point of the day. It was that it's disappointing. So, Mitch Wilkins kicking duties for the legs. Comes grandstand side. Big fly from Jarvis. Just yeah, a free uh, kick, Jarvis. It's a bit silly. Unrealistic attempt. And he's saying he got pushed. There was no one behind him. I don't know what he's doing. He got pushed trying, by the wind. Trying to argue that. But Dante Vicentini will get the free kick. He's just going to pop it up to the goal square. Can someone from Port Adelaide take a mark? No, they can't. Ethan Moore was down. Tackled straight away. As soon as he took the footy, again, the defensive pressure from Norwood is very, very good. Well, that long bomb inside 50 to sort of 15, 20 metres out from the goal square just hasn't worked for Port today because Lord and Vicentini just haven't been able to take a big catch. Last week they were catching him like they're just plucking apples off trees. Mays trying to get a kick away. Knocked off the footy. Kick was smothered, ends up with Ethan Moore. Close to the goals, and Jack Hurd forced him through for a minor score. It's five goals, eight, Port Adelaide. Ten goals, one, Nord. Balfour scoreboard. Balfour's a four the game. Might be the winning point, that one, Bonds. Handy point. <laughs> for host plus, that's a plus. The old handy point. <laughs> Kick out to half back again. That's good footy. Running onto it, Roberts. Got a little handle up to Mays as he was tackled. Sutcliffe running through centre half forward puts it inside forward 50 saying down was Williams Anthony Wilson has it on the left he's kicked one on his left he's kicked two, two on his left. left Anthony Wilson great finish just what Port Adelaide needed they go to six goals eight Norwood ten goals one on the Lorenz cleaning scoreboard Google them today Anthony Wilson was with me at the Nord Footy Club for, I think it's about seven seasons. I don't reckon I ever saw him kick on the left. He's kicked two on the left. They've obviously been learning a couple of little tricks down here at Port Adelaide Land, but uh, no, really good goal. Uh, they set it up pretty well there, even the, uh, the quick hands to the young, um, I'm forgetting the player's name now, I'm having a mental brain, young Roberts, Roberts is what I was thinking of, and his quick hands got the ball moving forward for Port Adelaide really, really quickly. Uh, and then Ramsey just ran onto it. They kicked the, basically, it was Sutcliffe that kicked the ball out into the space. Ramsey ran onto it, ran onto that left foot of his. And it does seem to, seem to be the side of the ground. It makes it a little bit easier to kick goals from there, doesn't it? When you're kicking around yep. your body or even a direct shot. But um, Port need another goal or two this quarter just to get them back in this contest and a chance to win the game. Back to 17 points. Going off the ground, Mays. Oh, Rabsy. And Rabs again on the right this time. Oh, Go, Look at that. Rabs Wilson. Two in a minute. 
So now this is back game on seven goals eight to ten goals one. Anthony Wilson has three. Well, that was a better one. And I'll tell you why it was better. First of all, it was better because of the movement from Port Adelaide to the centre square. They didn't muck around. They, they, they got a, out of the forward of the stoppage, smashed the ball inside 50, got a contest. Rabs basically one scoop, full speed on, a, on the, onto his right, collected the ball, kicked it around his body. He went for the left forward, for the left post, brought the ball around. The breeze is still there. It's just not as strong. It's not, it's not as powerful, but it's, it's still swaying towards that pocket a little bit. Finished it off nicely and... They can kick one or two more this quarter. They're more than back in the contest. Back to 11 points. Here we go. Out the front again. Back in the middle. Now Boyd. Got a little handball to Rokar. His hurried kick out to the wing. has been marked by Corcoran. No, good pressure. Came oh, well done, from Loudon. But Port have won the footy. Sutcliffe. Oh, that's ridiculous. To Motlop, who kicked it the wrong direction just to find Wiedemann in his defensive 50. And he goes to Trent Burgoyne. Good mark by Sutcliffe on the wing. And he's going to get 25. a 25. I'm not sure why. Yeah, Jack Hood like... grabbed his arm, I think. Ah, uh, okay. So he's going to run and just kick it inside 50 to the leading Vicentini. Bad lead. It might have been Lord. It's a bad lead by Lord, though. He just needed to run back towards the goal square and let Sutcliffe put it on his head. Be a one-on-one contest with her, give him a chance. Instead, he led it the kicker, which is very hard to do. He went over the head and out of bounds, so... Jack Hurd will take the free kick in his back pocket. Hasn't had a great day, Lord. He, he needs his moment, and he's good enough to do it. I'd love to see him do it. I'm a big fan. He just needs to head down, bottom up, work really hard for the next 35 minutes. So Wiedemann got it to Ethan Moore, who kicked it towards forward 50 and came off hands and went out of bounds on the outer side in front of the electronic scoreboard. And the clock, that's actually wrong. It says 21 minutes. We've gone almost 24 Bit of a late start. Someone forgot to press the button. Everyone's had a bad day at some stage. Bonds, we've all made mistakes today, and the time the timekeeper's no different. So we'll our mistakes a... are made, of course, because we're giving bad advice or something. But there's a mate just for being incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> Throw in, Cotter tackled quickly to Hamilton. Now Rokar again, another kick for him. Puts it high into the breeze. Corcoran, Corcoran the big like spoil. Falls to Boyd. He tried to break a tackle. Oh, He's in trouble. No. Umpire said he was taken high. How can you take him high, mate? The guy that's tackling him is three foot tall. <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> let's just say it's a strange decision. Uh, Harry Boyd will win the free kick. thought the tackle from Mays was very good. It was very good. Anyway, good luck to Harry. He should probably just put his head low enough to the umpire to make the mistake. He's going to kick to the outer wing. Goes out the back of that pack. Stephen Motlop is going to be there to mop up. Back with a handball to Wiedemann. Now Motlop running the wrong direction. He's going further back in his defensive 50. Now chip short to Wiedemann. It's been pretty good today, Motlop. But he has done that a few times, hasn't he? Where he's yeah. run back a long way in the wrong direction. And, and got Port Adelaide actually into a little bit of trouble rather than out of trouble. So the switch is on. Sutcliffe to Kai Roberts. In his second game of sample footy. Been a bit quiet today, young Kyle. Second game, as you said, just then. We really liked him last week. His skill level's elite. He's got beautiful yeah. kicking skills. So he kicked to Trent Burgoyne at half back. Going to come grandstand side. Skinner through his hands. Jack Hurd took the footy and thumped it back inside 50 for Nord. Corcoran in a good spot here. Probably interfered with. Should have got a free kick. Umpire let it go. Here's Kai Roberts. He was tackled. Just going to handball to Sutcliffe. He got a hurried kick that was smothered. 
Jack Hurd, first to the footy. He was held when he didn't have it. Umpire gave him the free kick. Hamilton took the advantage. Gave it to Boyd, standing still. Off a step, kicks inside 50. Tramper in a pretty good spot here with Burgoyne. None, hovering. Gave the handball back to Jarvis, who dropped it. Wiedemann, he couldn't take the footy away either. Still in there for Norwood is Jarvis. Just a little hat kick forward. Quick handball to Tranfer. Now Panos picked it up and hit the post. So minor score to Norwood. Just their second. They go to 10-2. Port Adelaide 7-8 on the Balfour scoreboard. Balfour's are for the game. We've gone at 26 and a half minutes final term. Third term, mate. Third term even. <laughs> Motlop thumps it down the middle of the ground. Mays takes the mark. He turns and goes. Kicks it to Rabs Wilson in a one-on-one. Well done, Morris. Well done by Morris. With Norwood. Kicks out to the wing. Clearing kick. Mays is the first one there for Port. Back to Ethan Moore. Big tackle from Loudon. Ball comes loose to Kelly. To Richards, who kicks it out of bounds. And it will be a last touch rule. He was under pressure when he kicked it. Rabsy didn't really want a one-on-one contest there, though. What he wanted, he knows Morris is going to beat him one-on-one. He wanted it over the top of his head or in front of him where he can run onto it, put it right on his head. Morris did extremely well, though. It's a good play, young Morris. Two-goal game. Kick down the line. Big Sam Hayes thumps it out of bounds right in front of our commentary position. As we wind towards three-quarter time. It's been a long quarter. 27 and a half minutes gone. It's been a very long quarter. Feels longer than 27 and a half minutes, to be honest. It feels like we've been going for about 32 minutes. A few late goals. Boyd hacked it out of the air, straight up in the air. Neild with the spoil. None. Great tackle from Neild. That's holding the ball. Sutcliffe picked it up and kicked it inside 450. Not much time left. Williams is there. So is Donnelly. What well up, Tom Donnelly? Just got the kick away as the tackle came and marked by Kennelly at half back for Nord. Williams need to do better then, mate. It was really well done by Donnelly, but Williams needed to, 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 once the ball hit the ground, be really hungry to get it and kick a goal. Porter, you know, a massive chance here to get within a goal. And they're just mucking around with it a little bit in the last couple of minutes, and Norder under a lot of pressure. Ball goes out of bounds. I've noticed they've moved Sermon forward, have Nord. Yep. Uh, sorry, of Port Adelaide. Jeez, I'm getting my old club mucked up with the old players. <laughs> and they've moved Wiedemann back. 28 minutes gone, 28 and a half minutes even. 12-point game. Nord still in the lead on the Lorinets cleaning scoreboard. Rokar again another touch. Loudon goes back to Rokar. He's got none running past, but had a little bit of a fumble. Richards did well. Got it to none, who spiralled it forward. And the breeze takes it out of bounds on the full. Wiedemann will get the free kick. Have you noticed Wiedemann's gone everywhere Panel says today? And when he goes on ball, Wiedemann goes with him? He has done that that role before Wiedemann. He has been a shut-down uh, player. Well, teach him a lesson. Oh, I can see he's, he's puffing like anything. Matty's pretty fit. <laughs> Wiedemann looks like his air color at the moment. It's going to explode into redness. <laughs> he's very, very tired. Manos, the panels has done a, a mountain of work. Back in the side this week, Jake Wiedemann. Just thumps it down the line. That's Sam Hayes takes the mark in front of Boyd. Goes to Torp inside 50. Vicentini almost on the chest. Rabs Wilson running onto it. Couldn't keep it in. And it came off hand. So we'll have a throw in. 25 around from Port's goal as you wind down to three-quarter time. Is there enough time for a late one for the Maggies? 
can't actually believe Port are only 12 points down. It doesn't feel that way, does it? Doesn't. Yeah. You, you swear there are five, you know, 30, 30 36 points down. Vicentini, the tap down. Ball came out to Mays through his fingers and out of bounds. And there's the siren for three-quarter time. And Port Adelaide trail by two goals. Seven goals, 8.50. Norwood, 10-2-62. We'll have a break and come back for the last quarter action. It's the Host Plus Sample on your home of sport, SENSA. Hi, it's Kimbo here. Are you ready to score big with Balthus? Wheels car of the year. Oh, big fly from Jake Faircoin. Trying to take mark of the year two weeks in a row. Couldn't get a hand on it at the oh. end. Oh, a lovely tap from Lord to Vizantini. Oh, who dribbles it, dribbles it through for a goal. A much-needed goal for the Maggies. Sutcliffe running through centre-half forward. Puts it inside forward 50. Saying down was Williams. Anthony Wilson has it on the left. He's kicked one on his left. He's kicked two, two on his left. left. Anthony Wilson, great finish. Just what Port Adelaide needed. Welcome back to Albert Noble, DMG in the studio. It's got the, got the beats pumping in the yeah, background there with the highlights there. Beautiful. I, I don't mind it. It helps me move my feet because <laughs> they're cold. 12-point lead to Norwood at three-quarter time. Norwood 10-2-62. Port Adelaide 7-8-50. Rossi, let's have a look at the stats at three-quarter yeah, time, we'll just Yeah, we'll just do the match stats at the moment. So uh, Norwood a, a, a plus 14 in kicks, plus 10 in handballs, a couple pluses in marks. This is, where they're, they're, this, this is the reason they're in front by the 12-point margin at the moment, and it holds them in good stead just about every time they play a game of footy. Plus 25 in tackles. So they're constantly putting the ball carrier for Port Adelaide under pressure. Uh, they're getting killed in the hit-outs, though. Barry Boyd's been good around the ground, but he's getting smashed in the hit-outs. It's 42 to 18. Clearances is to plus 7. This is, the, this, is, <laughs> this is where you just go, stats don't make any sense. Port Adelaide, plus 12 inside 50s. Right. So what's clearly happening there is Port's ball uses, they're moving inside 50, isn't, isn't good enough, to be honest. Well, they bombed and it Norda, in. They we, bombed we it in and Norda just quarter. kept mopping it up, which, yes, we did not We did mention in that quarter. And their ability for Norda to get back in big numbers and then run it out, and, and that'll be something I'll be pretty happy to talk to the coach about after the game because it's something Norda do really, really well. The two, the two things they're good at is transition of footy from defence to forward. They're willing to, to tackle and their willingness to work. And uh, that's, why they're, that's why they're so competitive and why they're in most contests. So players just going into their positions now. We're here for the all-electric Kia EV6 and for Host Plus. That's a plus. Paul Bonza, Mark Ross with you. I'm just about to start the uh, last quarter. And a score from uh, the AFL game? Uh, yeah, the Crows, 2-2. 14 to the Suns, 1-1-7. Crows fans will be screaming, blow the siren. Yeah, in the game now. Good start from the Crows, though. Yeah, they, yeah. they play pretty... You know, I don't think the Gold Coast have ever beaten them. I don't think they have. I, no, think, I heard so that during I re- the week. I reckon the Crows will go out there with a little bit of confidence. All right, there's the siren to start the final term. And a cracking finish coming up for you on your home of sport, SENSA. It's a good bounce to start the last quarter. Hayes got the tap down. Panos tried to go out of the air. Dylan Williams has been put into the middle. He kicked it forward for Port Adelaide. And the umpire will come in and ball it up. As Sink Big Sermon laid a tackle. So if umpire was any further away, Bonds, he may as well have been sitting with us. He was a long way away. There's the ball up inside Ports 50. I'd love an early one. Tackle laid by Morris. And the umpire will come in and ball it up again. Just don't get easy footy, do they, Port? Nord have made them work for absolutely everything. They're not the most talented side in the, in the, in the competition, Nord, but I tell you, they work harder than just about anybody. So Jack Hurd's had a good day. This is a clearing kick. 
to the outer side. And in front of the balcony where some of the power players are watching. And it goes out of bounds and Sam Hayes will take the free kick. So I think Sammy Hayes puts it inside forward 50 oh. at the front of the pack. Sermon almost. He's, he's paid it. In fact, he might have paid it. His kick play on his and goal. No, he's and he's going to pay the mark. So can't actually play on from, from a mark. mark. Sermon it was. And Sermon will go back and have a shot. He's about 30 metres out straight in front. Now, mate, I haven't worked with, with Lukey for a long time, but I can tell you this is not his one wood. It's not a certainty, it's I know. It's not a certainty. <laughs> in fact, there's, there's probably more of a chance it'll land in one of our laps than go between well, the goals. I'll, so. I'll back him. I'll right. back him. I'll back There's him. Luke Sermon. I'll back him to miss. Here he comes from 30 metres. Made pretty good contact. He snuck it in. <laughs> he did too. <laughs> the umpire made his way. The umpire did a lot of work, but he uh, snuck it in for a goal. So it gets it back to a six-point game. Port Adelaide go to eight goals, eight. Norwood, ten goals, two. On the Laurinets cleaning scoreboard, securing workplace safety. Google them today. Sometimes you've got to wonder about footy and the luck that's involved. So Matty Panos tries to soccer the ball out of the ground from that stoppage. The very first bounce, it hits Williams in the back of the head and ricochets to a poor player. And that's what got them the ball inside 50. It's an old thing in footy sometimes. You just need a lot of luck. And you didn't get any luck on that occasion. Suddenly, Nord supporters is just starting to twitch a little bit, aren't they? Because they're thinking, this is we've dominated this game, and we really should be probably three or four goals more in front, but a couple of pieces of brilliant support have gotten back in it. Hayes, big tap. Mays is going to run onto it. Thumps it inside, forward 50. Campbell going back with the flight. It's in the pocket, running onto it and taking high oh, by Paul Play no. on. And now he's no. been holding the ball. Oh, my God. Oh, no, that's not a great decision. Oh, my God. Well, that's the worst decision I've seen in football in five years. Well, young Neild, he was taken high and then pinged holding the ball. Oh, good diving mark from Sam Hayes, the clearing kick. Oh, no. And they've turned it over. And here's trouble. Nelligan to Rokar. Kicks and marked on the chest by Dave, uh, Jarvis. Jarvis. Yep, I, wanted Jarvis. To say, I wanted to say Davis for some reason. Ben Jarvis takes the mark. Still about 60 from home. He puts it up to the hot spot. Skinner in a good spot here. Comes to falls to McLean. Panos. Oh, Panos. And, and he puts it through. It's a McLean. It's McLean. It is McLean. So the quick answer to Norwood. They go to 11-2. Port Adelaide 8-8. And the Lionx cleaning scoreboard. Google them today. Well, Bonds, the next time someone says to me that umpires don't have an effect on football... I'm going to punch him in the face because that was a massive, massive call by the umpire that turned the ball over to take it down the other end. Nord score a goal. Good on you, Nord. They, you know, in the end of the day, they, they've just reaped the rewards of a really, really bad call. But if I'm a Port Adelaide supporter, I'm fuming at that decision. Fuming. Even if the player ducked, he was still hit high. Yes. And he didn't duck. He was just hit high. And the umpire then had the nerve to call holding the ball. That's a disgusting decision. Maybe he gets dropped next week, that bloke. And... In the end, Skinner almost took the mark as well. But it fell to the front. Connor McLean kicked his fourth goal. And back out to a 12-point lead, Norwood, on the Laurinex Cleaning Scoreboard. Google them today. That won't win the goal of the day for Host Plus. That's a plus. But, uh, yeah, that's that's a turnaround Port Adelaide didn't need. But they're still in this game. 12 points, the margin. Josh Richards in trouble now. He's going to be pinged holding the ball. Mays picked up the footy. Kicked it forward. Schofield through his hands. He's kneeled. 
Hurried kick into the pocket. Sermon in front of Donnelly. Little handball out to McEntee. He handled back into space and then went and got it himself. Now the kick inside forward 50. Big pack of players. Falls to the front. Tackle laid by Schofield. Donnelly has it now. Uses the handball and finds Kelly. Kelly runs away. Kicks grandstand side. Kai Roberts was shoved in the back and will win the free kick. Not very subtle there uh, by Henry Nelligan. Oh, don't give it to Hayes. He gave it to Hayes. <laughs> he can't kick. He was one that cost him the last goal. Hayes will handball to Trent Burgoyne so he doesn't have to kick. Burgoyne short to Motlop. Started this last quarter really well, Motlop. He's having an influence. Now he goes. Swings onto the right boot. Puts it inside forward 50. Harry Boyd's got a hand in the air for some reason. Falls to Sam Mays. Gives it off to Ethan Moore. His high kick towards goal. is going to bounce in the square. It's hit the post. Minor score. Handy point. Could be a very handy point. They go to nine goals, eight. Nord, 11-2. 11-point margin on the Lorenex cleaning scoreboard. Google them today. There's no... Oh, what I have noticed, though, mate, the breeze isn't going to have an impact in this quarter at all. Like. You've got a really good distance on the kick there. Port Adelaide kicking inside forward 50. Declan Hamilton kicking duties. Walsh is out. Has a little bounce. Then goes short to Cam Ball. About 40 out. Porter, they look like they've got more man-on-man at the moment, don't they? Yeah, they look like they've tightened things up a bit. Campbell kicks to the grandstand side. Mays through his hands. Jace Burgoyne. Might have gone out on the full that off of Kennelly. I reckon that was on the full. Yeah, I think Jace Burgoyne... He knew it. ...had a fairly... The umpire uh, just got a bit spooked and thought, nah, I don't know if I saw that, so I'm just going to throw a throw in. And I don't mind that either. The umpire's in a better position. Not like the bloke before that made that terrible decision. <laughs> terrible decision. He wasn't in a good position at so all. So there's a throw-in. Bit of wrestle between the Ruckman. Sutcliffe thumped it out of the air. Schofield went to ground. Nick Moore tried to run away with the footy. None pushed him out of bounds. We'll have another throw-in. We've gone about seven minutes. I think for Port to win this game, they've the got it. quarter. They've got to win. They've got to kick the next goal, don't they? I think so. And else Nord will run away. And it's a throw-in. got the tap down the Mays direction. Tried to feed a little handball through, then got it back from Trent Burgoyne. Kicks to half forward. Coming oh, up, Lord. taking the mark, Lord. Oh, my. So Ollie Lord's marked it, and he's just pointed at the goals and said, I've got this. He'll kick from right on 50, straight in front. I told you, I said earlier, he hasn't had a great day, but he needs to have a moment. And... Uh... It looks to me right now that this could be his moment. He's, he's very confident as he goes back. It's a tough kick from here. He's going to have to kick it from right on 50 into whatever breeze there is. And I reckon we'll get a real good indication of how how the breeze is moving in this last quarter with this kick. So, Ollie Lord. Have a shot for goal. It was a good mark. Solid he really, approach. He really yeah. attacked the footy yeah, hard. he did attack the footy hard. That's what we saw a lot last week. He kicks from 50 metres. Made pretty good contact. It's a goal! Just what Port Adelaide needed. Ollie Lord gets his first goal. And they go to nine goals, nine Port. 11-2. Norwood, and it's back to a five-point game. We've gone eight minutes. Thanks to Balfour's. Balfour's are for the game. A couple of really good pieces of play in this quarter, particularly from Mays and Motlop, who are really starting to set Port Adelaide up from the centre square. They haven't had big days for the whole three and a half quarters they've played so far, but they've had a really good opening eight, seven or eight minutes of this last quarter. 
as I said, we mentioned about Lord before and he's just his ability today not to get in the contest, but he, f he willed himself then, didn't he? He willed himself to take a really strong mark and threw himself at the contest. Then he was super confident when he went back with a kick and now we know why. Great finish from Ollie Lord. I think the sermon move forward too has also really helped Port Adelaide. It's a good move Balanced by the coaching staff. Bit, yeah. So here for the all-electric care EV6 and for host plus, that's a plus. Nord get the clearance. Tranfer, little handball to Nelligan at half forward. Loops it out to Stockdale. Now back to Rokar. His little kick is smothered. Now comes to Trent Burgoyne. Gives it to Schofield who was running past. Kick to half forward. Motlop and Seymour. Motlop did well. Just gathers. Stops. Has a bounce. Now goes short. Ethan Moore. Ethan Moore marks it. Boyd, Boyd's in the hole, mate. That's why Port slowed it down then. Now kicking that direction. Boyd is in the middle of this pack. It goes out the back. Richards for Norwood. Gathered the footy. And will kick to the outer side. But he's kicked it straight oh. to Vicentini. And it nutmegged him through his <laughs> legs. That's a free kick. And there was a free after disposal. Xavier Tramper will take the free kick on the wing. Been quiet today, Tramper, hasn't he? Hasn't really yeah. got into the contest a lot. Tried hard, but not really. So he's going to kick down the line to half forward. Ford have some numbers here. Skinner going through. Hayes just fell on that pack, and the umpire will come in and ball it up for the all-electric Kia EV6. And for host plus, that's a plus. Paul Bonds and Mark Ross with you. Great game of footy at Alberton. Just five points of difference. Will that handy point come into play, Rossi? <laughs> Ball's on the deck. Kenley shoveled out a little handball. Comes out to Jace Burgoyne. His quick forward, Panos. Gave it back to Stockdale. Put it out in front of Nell again. Just had a little fumble. Trent Boy Burgoyne closed him down. Nick Moore was held by the jumper. Pretty intelligent play by Nick Moore. Just tapped it in front of himself. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. And Richard grabbed the jumper. Won the free kick at half back. Right for Port Adelaide. Kick to the grandstand side. Hayes has got to go and mark this. The spoil came from, Boyd, uh, from Ball. Now out to Nelligan. Puts a high kick inside, forward 50. Skinner's coming, a big spoil towards the line. Rolls out in front of the bowling club and we'll have a throw in. 11 minutes gone in the final term. Thanks to the all-electric here, EV6. And for host plus, that's a plus. Five-point difference on the Balfour scoreboard. Balfour's are for the game. 68 plays 63. Nord still lead it. They've led all day. Kennelly. Close to the boundary line, trying to swing it around. And it comes off hands of Kai Roberts and over the boundary line. A bit closer to Norwood's goal, about 25 metres around. Big finish coming up for you here on SENSA. Great host plus sample action. There's a throw in. Vicentini got the tap down. Nick Moore, ball came loose. Sutcliffe off the ground. Well done by Seymour. Handball to Hamilton. Burst his way through a couple of tackles. Handball to Rokar. And well done by Wiedemann. He's been good. Dumps it out of bounds. And we'll have another throw in. First time Nick Rokar goes for that short dinky kick that I talked about before the game today. And it's been turned over. He would have been better to go long and direct to the goal square. They had even numbers. It's pretty easy from here, as we say many a time. But that's what he needed to do. Read the moment. Put poor defenders under pressure. Kennelly. Tackled by McEntee, handled it forward. Tranfer met the footy, did well, but he was tackled and lost the footy. 
Nick Moore has had a good day. Goes back to Wiedemann. Now Jace Burgoyne. Bit of composure. Kicks out to Schofield. He's been good little Schofield, hasn't he? Really like Jace Burgoyne's game down yeah. back today too. He's been really composed. Done some really good things. He's improving every week, as we yeah, mentioned earlier in the why, game. why he was named as an emergency for Port Adelaide yeah, yesterday. He's playing some impressive. good footy. Kick down the line. Matty Nunn, tackled by Bergman. And the ball is behind the bunker, so we can't see it. But apparently it went out of bounds. It's remiss of me not to mention Declan Hamilton's attack on the footy, though, to get the ball inside yeah. 50 there. Did a bit of candy, too. A little bit of sideways moving. Pretty good on the dance floor, they tell me, the old deck. <laughs> it's a throw-in. Well, Kenley was taken a little high. Oh, well. So after did the we, Norwood after supporters. We saw, after we, what we saw earlier in the quarter, <laughs> that's definitely not high. <laughs> Got to be above his head to be high. <laughs> yeah. Quick restart. Josh Richards. Fain the handball. Sold some candy. Kicked inside. Sword forward 50. Goes over the head of McLean. Close to the boundary line. And Corcoran just runs it out. Jesus, Corcoran, you've got to be careful doing that. Very lucky. Made no effort at all. It's just the, the players were in the vicinity, so it helped a little bit. Five-point game. Norwood have the lead. 14 minutes gone. Balfour's scoreboard. Balfour's are for the game. There's a throw-in. The dangerous spot. Good, intelligent play from Wiedemann. Just tapped it to the advantage of Roberts, who kicked it out of his defensive 50. Here's Hamilton again to Cotter. Cotter's going to put it back in there. Uh, the free down field. Nick soft. Moore laid a bump as he kicked it. He was a little bit It's soft. the same umpire, Bonds. It's the same umpire. Yeah, he's not... Uh, he's not having a great quarter, this bloke. Technically a little... He's bumped it as he's kicked it, and you're allowed to do that as long as you don't hit him high. You didn't hit him high. Cotter milked it. He, he, he went down like he was a... He was a leaf falling off a tree. <laughs> Braden Lowe doesn't care. Nah, and this bloke can kick goals. He has the ball in the forward pocket. Tight angle. Only about 25 out. But he's right next to the boundary line. Goes with the drop punt. Puts it up into the breeze. It goes across the face. Minor score. It's a goal of the difference here at Albert Noble. 9-9 plays 11-2. Norwood leading on the Balfour scoreboard. Balfour's are for the game. 15 minutes gone, oh, final mark. term. And Skinner takes the mark at half back, and we'll get the 25 metre as Josh Roots has knocked him over. He's been really good in this second half, Skinner. I, I was a bit hard on him in the half, first quarter. Yeah, he's had a good I second half. But he's, he's been good in the air. He's been giving him some aerial power, and he's defended really, really well. Not sure what to do with the footy at the moment, so just kicks it down the line. Neild was in that pack, and at the front of that pack was Ben Jarvis. Who takes the mark? Neil need to do a little bit better there. At least bring the ball to ground. It's a good mark by Jarvis, though, under a fair bit of pressure. So Jarvis has it half back left for Norwood. Grandstand side. Just goes long down the wing. Vicentini in front. Almost marked him when he didn't know he could. Kick off the ground. Nick Moore. Excellent handball inside to oh. Schofield. He saw Richards on the outside, but Hugh Jackson closed him down. He thought it was a port player. He knew as soon as he handballed it, he went, oh, no, that's not our team. Probably just saw the white shorts. Yeah. Can happen. I've spoken to players about that in the past. I said, what were you thinking? He's gone, oh, I saw the wrong. I saw the white yep. shorts and thought it was our jumper. Or I saw red and thought it was our jumper. I said, mate, we played in Glenelg. Where's the red? <laughs> anyway, here's Rokar again. From that throw in. Just kicks it to half forward. Port have some numbers here. Oh, they spoiled each other. And now Braden low in. He's just got to pick it up. Gives it to Tranfer. Panos on the right boot. Dribbles through for a goal. Special stuff from Matty Panos. 
Pretty important goal, gets it out to a 12-point margin. They go to 12 goals, three. Port Adelaide, 9-9. Laurinette's cleaning scoreboard. Google them today. After giving Sam Skinner a big rap, the, the, the thing I've been critical about the tall defenders of the Port today is they're all going up and trying to take marks all the time. And both of them did it then. Ball's come to ground. No, it was four on two. Once the ball hit the deck, they had no chance. And you just needed to put it in the safe hands of someone like Matty Panos. He was smart enough to know that he, he needed to dribble along the ground, just be cool, calm and collective about it. And he's kicked his third, and he's probably going to be the difference in the game, really, today. Yeah, it just showed composure and an excellent finish from him. This is the Host Plus sample for Host Plus. That's a plus. And for the all-electric Kia EV6, 12-point game, 17 and a half minutes gone. Hayes won the tap. Williams. Couldn't take the footy with him. Now he's up and about. Gives it a little handball to Schofield. Who hacks it to centre-half forward. Here's Hugh Jackson. Good handball to Motlock. Dodges around. Boyd. Now it's going to kick it inside 50. Port need a mark. Moore going back with the flight. Almost grabbed it. Butted up again, Nick Moore. It fell to Neald. Neald snap it. Goal is going to bounce through. That's a crack goal. That's an outstanding goal from Matt Neal. It's game on again. Back to six points. So there's a contender for the host plus goal of the day. That's a plus. God, mate, I've got a bit of a problem here. I've got nine great goals today. <laughs> There's <laughs> been some good ones. There's been some terrific goals. What a reply from Port Adelaide. I, I seriously thought, look, Nord only need to get another point or another quick goal, and the game's over at the 98 and a half minute mark. Well, sorry, at the 17 and a half minute mark when Nord kicked that goal from Panos. Suddenly, Port is cleaning it out of the centre square as clear as anything. Motlop's the one, though. He doesn't panic when the ball's in his hands, and he, he, he kicked it long. Terrific effort from Moore in the air to bring the ball. He always took the mark. Nick but then he, yeah, then he brought it ground. Then Neil's finish from a really good handball from Moore in the end was fantastic. And uh, game on again. Six points. So we're back in the middle. Big Hayes thumped it forward. Rokar took it on the bounce. Kicked it around the corner. Braden Lowe in front of Roberts. Did well, the youngster. Roberts oh, fed the handball back though. but missed the target. Did panic a little bit. Nelligan handled over his head. Tranfer. Won the footy, Richards, Rokar, goes short into the pocket, McLean. He's marked it in front of the bowling club. He kicked from right on 50. He's on the boundary line. This will take an amazing kick from here. Yeah, even in a fact, point, even a point Jarvis, really helps. Jarvis, yeah. not McLean. Yeah, it's Jarvis. But even the point really helps here. It makes it, you know, Porter have to have two scoring shots in the last six or seven minutes of play, which won't be easy. There's still a bit of a breeze. I reckon Jarvis can kick this, though. Left post. He's a beautiful kick for goal normally. He will kick from 51 metres. It's a helicopter. It's going to land short. And Hayes taps it through for a minor score. So Might Norwood, be a handy point. It could be a handy point. Another one. 12-4. <laughs> Norwood. And Port Adelaide, 10 goals, 9. The kick out. Comes to this grandstand side. This Hamilton picked it up. He was tackled as he kicked it. Goes towards Stockdale. Now none. Falls to Braden Lowe. He there snaps around the corner. Braden Lowe. It's going to be hard for Port Adelaide now. The Red Legs go to 13-4. Port 10 goals, 9. On the Laurinex Cleaning Scoreboard. Google them today. So, Matt, I haven't mentioned it at all half, but I've continued to watch it after half time. And the most important player for Nord has been Declan Hamilton. 
and it was once again it was him that won the contested footy, got the handball out. He's just cool, calm and collected. He even said to Jarvis when he was lining up for that goal, mate, just slow things down. There's no hurry here. We've got control of the game. He then set his players up behind the ball. He just knows what he's doing. There's so many blokes out there that panic. That goal was caused, though, and I don't want to be too hard. He's playing his second game. But young Roberts, he just panicked at a time when he didn't need to. Gave Nord an opportunity to go forward. Just a mistake. He'll learn from it. Yeah, learning. Good, learning for, good learning for him. It's unfortunate, really, because he's, he's had a pretty good two weeks. and he, He's not the only one that's made mistakes today, though. It's out to 13 points, 21 minutes gone, final term. The Porter got anything left in the tank. Hayes and Boyd, that was a dead heat. Loden got a hurried kick. It was half smothered. Here's Motlop. Has a bounce, running backwards. Great Excellent kick. kick, found Schofield. Taz Schofield kicks to half forward to the leading Sermon. Comes off hands, did well though Sermon, kept his feet. Goes short to the lead of Lord, who takes the mark only about 20 metres out. Lord done with Sermon, wasn't it? Yeah. Lower his eyes. Took the ball at the one grab. I mean, he's not known for his agility. I think what I've liked about Luke this year from what I have seen is his agility has got a little bit better. He's obviously had a really good run up with the pre-season. Got his body right. Looks as fit as I've seen him. Yeah, it's as fit as I've seen him too. And he's shown a bit this year, both forward and back, and in ruck. So this will be a tough kick. We've seen from this side. It's a little bit harder to kick goals. Well, they need a seven-point play, Port. Yeah. So it would almost be odd. Point to go. Point to go. Get a, get a point. Quickly kick it back and get a goal. And still in the contest. So Ollie Lord comes in from 25 metres out. Here's he has point. missed <laughs> to the right-hand side. Minus score. They go to 10-10, Port Adelaide. Norwood 13-4. On the Balfour scoreboard, Balfour's are for the game. Don't forget, we've got to find our best offensive effort for Murray Pest Control as well, Rossi. And we'll give those awards after the game. Almost 23 minutes gone, final term. Campbell kicks out to this grandstand side. Ben Jarvis juggles it in front of a pack and takes the mark. They'll just slow it down now, the legs. Time's on their side. They lead by 12 points. You're into time Wilkin on. Wilkins up the line to Rokar, who just keeps running Nick Rokar. Unbelievable game from him. Kick down the line. Big pack of players. Hayes was there. So was Skinner. Now he's tackled by Jarvis. And the umpire will come in and ball it up. Half forward for Norwood. Sam Hayes won that tap. It's rolling towards the boundary line. Nelligan keeps it in. Kicks it up high inside forward 50. Skinner takes the mark against Ben Jarvis. Well done, Sam Skinner. He's had a good second half. Keeps it low and flat into the breeze. Sermon came off hands. Rokar front and centre. Back to Seymour. Hurry kick forward. Oh, Bergman. Bergman just went through his hands. Allowed Tramfer in. Now Kennelly to Stockdale. Stockdale just straightens and kicks to Panos on the lead. Well done, Wiedemann. Got the spoil in and then thumped it back down the wing. Ollie Lord in a one-on-one with Seymour. Donnelly's there to help. Just stood up and then went to run away. His kick was spoiled by McEntee. Now Kennelly's there. Loose handball over the top. Roberts. A lot of numbers there. Matty Nunn's there for Norwood. 
Umpires calling play on. The ball comes loose and taken. Braden Lowe marks the ball inside 50. He just had best position on Burgoyne. And he will go back and have a shot from about 48 metres out straight in front. Well, North have lost a lot of games this year where they've kicked really poorly. Today they're going to win a game because they've kicked so well. Yep. And uh, that's the difference in the game, really. I mean, we've always felt that North has probably been a four or five goal better team. But the reason they've been that is because they've kicked so accurately for goal and had better use of footy inside 50. Port have dominated the inside 50s. They just haven't been able to convert. North's defence has been tremendous. Braden Lowe. Kicks from 48 metres and loves it. Great finish from Brain Lowe. He gets his fourth goal and Norwood will get the win. They're 14-4, Port Adelaide 10-10, Lorenz cleaning scoreboard. We're all here. Thanks to Host Plus, that's a plus. Yeah, I haven't liked Bergman's game today, mate. I haven't liked it at all. I, he, he, he's all sixes and sevens all day. McEntee's been really poor for them as well couple of those guys they really needed to stand up if they were going to have a chance to win today and they just haven't been able to do it uh, which is disappointing for Port Adelaide and for them um, Bergman in particular I, I've watched in the last couple of weeks I haven't really enjoyed what I've seen about the way he's gone about it whether he's struggling a little bit more at this level compared to the AFL level but he gets it's, it's, it is a different game yeah um, and I don't see him as a contested ball king at all um, it's just been a couple of contests when the ball's gone somewhere, when he's gone near the ball in the contest, it just goes to the opposition. Sam Mays has tried hard for Port all day. Here's Bergman. Picked up well on that occasion. Kicked it inside forward 50. Vicentini couldn't take the mark. Did oh, well, well, though, done. the big fella. Picked it up, snapped around the corner. It's going across the face of goal. Will roll out of bounds. Mitch Wilkins will take the last touch. Free kick in the back pocket for Norwood. Would you notice there, though, two Norwood players on the goal line waiting. Defending the goal. That's what they do. That's what Jade Twig Rawlings teaches Lord. Defend your goals. Defend by tackling. Defend by getting back in numbers. Defend by being in the right positions. Well done, Harry Boyd. He has beaten Hayes today, I reckon. So Not in the ruck work, but around the ground. Kicks down the line, and Boyd takes the mark. In front of Big Hayes, who's both these guys have had a big day out. Uh, we're pretty tired, but Boyd. Dumps it down the wing. Jarvis flew. Skinner stayed down. So did Panos. Good tackle came. Came out the back to Rokar again. Puts it inside forward 50. And well done by Nick Moore, who thumped it out of bounds in front of Loudon. 27 and a half minutes gone. Final term. 18-point lead to the Red Legs. Gee, how big is the Sturton Award game next week? Who wants to play finals, boys? Here we go. <laughs> Massive game. And then Eagles Nord the week after. Who wants to play finals, boys? Here we go. <clears throat> Motlop got it to Trent Burgoyne, to Mays, back to Jace Burgoyne. Kicks down the line. Seymour just used the body well on his smaller opponent in Moore. Ethan Moore, that was. And Pierce Seymour will just take his time. And we'll just put it inside forward 50. Kicks it to the pocket. And a strong mark there by Corcoran. Jeez, he's been Sutol. good. Yeah, well. And he's turned it over. <laughs> Kicked it across the ground looking for Schofield, but the kick went over Schofield's head, landed in the lap of Sammy Morris. He's had such a good day, Corcoran. I feel for him a little bit there. He's just made a bad error. Look, if you're going to lose by three goals, you may as well lose by four by taking the game on. And he's certainly done that. But you get, sometimes when people get frustrated, when players try and do that, go across the 
the, the goal. If you don't, you're just kicking it down the line and the ball's probably going to come back anyway. So you've got to try something. Unfortunately, on this occasion, it's probably given it to one bloke. It's not a great set shot for goal, though, so let's see what happens. Oh, he put the fist in the air straight yeah. away, Sammy Morris. Gave it the double cobra. And he's put the icing on the cake for Norwood. 15 goals for Port Adelaide, 10-10. And the Lorenex cleaning scoreboard. Google them today. Liked his job on uh, Rabsy Wilson too for the majority of the day. Rabsy's been really clever with three really good goals. And yes. you'd say he's won the position because he's kicked three goals. But Morris has stuck to the task. He's got one back, so he's really only two goals up on him. It's been a good contest to watch. That's what you come to the footy for, to actually appreciate two guys that are going at it. And they'll shake each other's hands at the end of the game say, well, I'll see you next time, Phil. It won't be this yeah. year, though. But <laughs> see, no. see you again in the future. Um, there's been a couple of really good duels. I've really enjoyed Motlop's game for Port Adelaide. Obviously, we've raved about Nick Rokar and the, the young man that I'm going to rave about after the game as well as Declan Hamilton, which I've sort of mentioned this quarter. He's been tremendous. Um, I really like Mays' game from Port Adelaide as well. I think he's tried really, really hard. So no one got that tap down except Mays tried to hit it to the village of, advantage of Williams. Going off the ground, Loudon, centre-half forward. Jarvis coming out. Wiedemann's with him. Now the ball's on the deck. Wiedemann oh. has to get it out. Umpire called play on. And the umpire now will cross himself and have a ball up. 94 plays 70. Hayes got that tap down, and here's Mays. So Mays kicks it straight down the middle of Albert Noble to half forward. And Nord in the best position. Morris gave it to Hurd, who kicked to this grandstand side. The ball bounces and rolls out of bounds. Free kick to Miles Bergman. Last touch rule. Kennelly saying you got the hand on it. And the umpire's going to believe Kennelly. No? This guy doesn't know what he's doing, mate. I'm sorry. He doesn't know what he's doing. sure what... It happened there, but anyway, Miles Bergman takes the kick. Kicks to half forward. Lord went with the spoil. Morris put his body body on the line and won the free kick for a high shot. It's Ethan Moore just going a little as, bit high. Hard as a cat's head, Sam Morris. He just grabbing his hamstring there. He's he got up. No fear. Well, it was probably from the goalie kick. He's not used to kicking at that distance. <laughs> Seems all right. Good Uses fella. the right leg and thumps it down the line. Sam Mays juggles the mark at the back of that pack. He's tried hard today, Mays. He has. He's got him involved in the contest. Hey, hey, sorry. He just hasn't. Uh, his kicking's letting down a little bit around the ground. Cost cost the port a couple of goals. Lord in front again couldn't take the mark. Ethan Moore tackled by Morris. Rokar again wrapped up by Bergman. Tried to break the tackle. Umpire pinged him holding the ball. Well, it's about the only thing Nick Rokar's done wrong today. And even then, he was taking on the tackler. He was taking him on. Unlike Moore, who didn't need to dish off the handball then. When he first got tackled. Quick handball to Wiedemann. Vicentini flew in that pack. Falls to the front. McEntee. Gonna get a little handball out to Ethan Moore. Now here's Wiedemann from outside 50. Just bombs it. Trent Burgoyne lurking at the back of that pack. Well done, Boyd. Got a little handball to Wilkins. Hurried kick out of there. Oh, oh it's gone through the hands of McLean. Here's Trent Burgoyne. Goes short. Schofield. Schofield quickly to... Jace Burgoyne, who's marked inside 50, and goes short and finds Motlop. They had Motlop or Wilson, and Motlop's marked at about 35 out on a 45-degree angle. And the siren sounds, and Stephen Motlop will still go back and take his time and have a kick. Yeah, that last quarter went 32 minutes. 
Yeah, it was good. Long it made, last quarter. It's been a really good game of footy. I really enjoyed it. They, they had a real crack both teams and end of the day, Nord just come out winners. And the reason they're coming out winners is the, the goal accuracy. So here's Motlop. Umpire didn't move. So Motlop finishes with a goal. That'll make the final score. Port Adelaide. In fact, has it gone through for a minor score? Minor score. No, oh, it's a goal. goal. It's a goal. We heard some, something ruckus there. But it was a goal. 11-10. Port Adelaide 15 for Nord. They get the win. And uh, Rossi, in the end, probably the best team on the day one. Yeah, as I said, I thought they were four or five goal better side for the day, Nord. And always felt like they were in control. It was only some burst of brilliance from some poor players at a couple of different areas throughout the game that gave them the opportunity to, to win the game, I reckon. Uh, it, it, certainly the start of this last quarter and then there was patches in the third quarter as well, Paul. But other than that, we said it a number of times, we just felt that Nord were a five or six goal better team and in the end, the three goal margin probably flatters Port a little bit. But then you go, well, Port kicked terribly for goal. 11-10 versus 15-4. Now, swings and roundabouts there though because Nord yes. have been horrific this year in front of goal. So they get a win from, from, from doing the right things and nailing their goals when they needed to. All right, uh, let's take a break and stick around because we'll hopefully have a chat with uh, Norwood coach Jade Rawlings or uh, their football manager Rob Harding coming up uh, after the game. So um, we'll take a break now here from Alberton with the Redlegs running out winners by 18 points. This is the Host Plus sample on your home of sport, SENSA. Hello, Frank Walker from National Tiles. With travel restrictions this lifted, our National Wheels Car of the Year. Welcome back to Albert Noble and the Red Legs getting the win by 18 points. 11-10-76, Port Adelaide, Norwood, 15-4-94. And this is the post-game wrap for Host Plus and Industry Super Funds for all Australians. And Mark Ross, let's have a look at some stats for the game, please. Well, some big numbers here for some Norwood players. Well, he's certainly dominating that position. Listen to this one. Nick Rokar, 36 possessions. He had 26 kicks, 4 marks, 10 handballs, 4 tackles and 6 clearances. Pretty average game by young Nick. Declan Hamilton across playing. This is playing across halfback Declan Hamilton. He's had 25 disposals, 10 of them kicks, 15 handballs, two marks, a couple of tackles as well. Set him up beautifully. I thought his experience down there today in setting Nord up was just fantastic. Henry Nelligan probably played his best game for the Nord Footy Club Agreed. this year. 21 touches, seven of them kicks, 14 handballs. It was the handballs that was most effective. He was just really, really good and effective with his handball today. He's also kicked a couple of goals. Matty Panos, just the class, isn't he? Yep. He's played two games this year, and he's probably been the difference because he's kicked three-two today, eleven kicks, four marks, ten handballs. He's also had seven tackles, if you don't mind, on four clearances. Josh Richards with nineteen possessions and a goal was also very good. Mitch Cotter, uh, terrific, Mitch, especially in the first half. I reckon he, he did take a bit of a whack to the head, maybe yep. with that that bump and knocked him around a little bit. But he had eighteen possessions, ten of them being kicks. He also had three tackles and three clearances. I thought Jack Hurd was excellent down back with his 18 disposals as well. For Port Adelaide, highest possession winner today was Sam Mays with his 32 disposals, 12 kicks. He had 20 handballs. He took a mark, four tackles. If you don't mind, he had 11 clearances. Wow. So a, a really strong game from Sam. Uh, Stevie Motlop, who I thought was very influential, he had 27 disposals today, kicked two goals, one. Had 19 kicks, five marks, eight handballs, a couple of tackles and six clearances himself. Trent Burgoyne. Good game by Trent. Yeah, I, liked his, liked his I game. I thought he was really good. He had 23 disposals, 11 kicks and 12 handballs. He also had six tackles. I thought Taj Schofield continues to impress. He's a really good young player. He's going to be a good player in the future. He, he kicked one, two, which probably just let him down. Both those points he kicked probably should have been goals. But he had 19 kicks, 
Well, Nick Moore was really busy with his 18 disposals. And Jace Burgoyne also thought was pretty good today with his 17. And as you said, you can see why they've had him close to selection at the, at the, the level above. Quickly with the goal scorers today for, for Port Adelaide, sorry, for Norwood. Braden Lake, can he kick a goal? This kid, little boy from Tassie. He can. He's going to be a little serial pest by the end of the year. He's kicked four. Uh, Connor McLean also kicked four. Keep saying it. Don't know Central's letting go. If you're listening to anyone from Central, you blokes are crazy. Matty Panos kicked three. Henry Nelligan kicked two. Sam Morris and, and Josh Richards also kicked one. Well, for Norwood, Rabsey kicked three. Shannon Motlop, two. Lord Neald. Neald should have had two. Mm-hmm. He didn't kick one, but he should have had two. Some bald bloke made a bad decision. Schofield had kicked one. Sermon, good good game by Sermon today. Vizentini and Dylan Williams all kicked one. Bit of a crack on Dylan Williams. He needs to do more, mate. His, his, his AFL career is going to depend on him doing we, a lot more in the second half of the we, year. We saw him last year, and he looked elite yep. many at times. This, so. this year, he looks like yeah, just, uh, a very, very poor man's Jordan Degoe. All right. Um, before we go to a break, give us your goal of the day for Host Plus and Industry Super Fund for all Australians. Look, there were so many. There really was. Some there was, the, there was the there was the um, the Williams the Williams snap on his left. Rabsy kicked a couple. Vizentini kicked one in the third off the ground. Uh, I'm going for Rabsy's in the third though. Or that snap he had in the third. I thought that was the best goal of the day. All right, and a best defensive player for Murray Pest Control play pests at their own game with the team from Murray's. There was two that really impressed me. One was Jacob Kennelly in the third when he did a run down tackle and turned the ball over for Norton, got him down the other end. But I've gone with Jace Burgoyne, two two efforts to tackle and a smother, which gave Port an opportunity to score. It's just his teammate stuffed it up. Certainly did. Uh, so if you're just joining us, where have you been? It's been a great game of footy, and. Um, Port, uh, Norwood run, running out winners by 18 points in the end. Yes, Rossi, before we go. Uh, one, two, no, we'll leave that to, to uh, a little bit later on um, because we need to take a break. Hopefully Jade Rawlings or Rob Harding coming up uh, to have a chat with us after this break. So we'll take a break from Alberton and come back here with uh, Norwood winning by 18 points. This is the Host Plus Sample on your home of sport, SENSA. EV6, wheels car of the year. Welcome back to Albert and Oval, and uh, it was the Red Legs by 18 points. And we're just about to be joined by coach of the Norwood Football Club, Jade Rawlings, and uh, a man who's obviously pretty happy with the day's results, Jade. That was good. Uh, a lot of talent out in the ground for Port Adelaide today, and they've been playing pretty well. And yeah, you always ride during the week about how many AFL are going to be out there and trying to get too consumed about it. But uh, I just like that we were challenged multiple times in different parts of the game and the group kept standing up to it. And the weather was interesting. It felt like it should have been most of the goals kicked down the right, but in the second half it felt like that was yeah. still a t- attainable end to kick goals from. But our group's growing very quickly. We're, we are inexperienced, but I don't use that as a cop-out as to where we're at now in progression. But we've played 10 games now where the game's been on the line at three-quarter time and so you get a lot of learnings out of that. So, Jade, I was pretty confident all week, actually. You wouldn't like it you were hanging around me this week. I said to Bonds, I'm pretty confident Nor to win this week. Reason being, you one would, which I see as your contested footy, your ability to get at the opposition and run in big numbers and support one another. And I thought in the first half today in particular, the ability for Nord to, to get back in big numbers and help out was, was tremendous. That's yeah, a good read, Ross. It's, you know that we train it and we value it. And I thought it hasn't been a, a real feature of our game, the, the win off the back of those contests and how we actually 
maximised it, but we've, we're training that hard, and I thought a couple of times where we won at the middle of the ground and really started to share the ball by hand rather than just blast it by foot. It's where we're starting to improve. Probably thought that um, Port Row would do that a bit better against us in the third quarter, and they got some momentum. But, yeah, I love the game because of how many different swings. It would have been a good entertainment factor, I would have thought, yeah. for you guys because it was um, good marks. It was good general play. The skill level was high and lots of good intensity around the contest. I want to speak to you about one of your small forwards, Braden Lowe. Um, had a great day. He made the most of his opportunities. Kicked four goals. He was good today. He kicked four, did he? Yeah, yeah. right. No, Bainan is a great kid. He's a bit, bit personal for me. He's from Devonport. I know his parents reasonably well. He played for the Tassie Devils last year and played in a premiership for Devonport in the NWFL. And, um, he's just a good kid and probably had some hopes for AFL. It didn't quite go his way. But when you've got the courage as an 18-year-old to move your life to South Australia, yeah. I really respect that. But it probably took him a month. I reckon, Rossi, you would have seen this heaps of times. Guys who come from interstate, they think they're just going to come over and make it straight away. But it took him a bit. But, no, what's that second four-goal haul in four weeks yep. now? And it's just the way he's playing. He's strong. He's clean. He's, he knows what the goals are. And, yeah, when you get him and Panos and Jarvis, McLean, um, Tranfar. So we're starting to get some dangerous guys down there, which makes a big difference. One for me, mate, is a couple of experienced heads. Guy that won your best and fairest last year. Mm. We couldn't stop raving about him today. Yeah. I actually had a chat to him. A little while ago, and I said to him, I was not trying to be a coach, but I said I thought he was kicking the ball a little bit short at times when he needed to go longer and without knowing what it is that you guys are talking about. And it was interesting, some of his responses, and they were very, very good. But I thought today he did. He seemed to go a little bit longer. And instead of getting that little dinky 25-metre where you can't really get anything from it or generate, and the other one is... Declan Hamilton and his leadership and his attack on the footy today, yeah. which has been there all year. But I'm big fans of both boys, and I thought they were both tremendous and really helped yeah. set you up. I think Roken is one of the best players in the comp. He, he kicks it. Yeah, I think your comment about how he kicks it, look, every time I look at the stats, he's had 25, it's 20 kicks. And it was interesting. I think he's quite a creative kick short when he's in space, Rossi, but it's more those depth from clearances. Yeah. And I think he was outstanding today and able to get us some territory. In the last quarter, he had two little short dinkies, exactly what you said, that weren't quite effective. But... Uh, he's, he's still growing, he's still improving, and yeah, Dex great. I didn't like Dex first quarter today, and we had a bit of a chat about it, but his leadership and his capacity to be a strong contest player, which in his own mind, before he and I worked together, he, he felt he wasn't a contest player, so he almost allowed himself to not be one. But no, he's, I thought his last quarter was excellent as well, and leadership's what we were trying to really put on. The, the seven that are nominated, About it's great to be have a title, it's great to talk in meetings, but it's a big part on the doing, and that game needed leadership in the last quarter, and I thought they showed it. Speaking of leaders, Matty Panos, uh, just back into the side after after a, a big layoff. Uh, pretty important to the Norwood lineup, isn't it? Oh, when you hear a lot about one player when you've never seen them play, you take people's word for it. He's a good player. Uh, <laughs> and now that I've got more trust with people's opinions, I can see why they rated him so highly. Like I've already coached him twice, and he's been yep. the most influential player against the Crows and arguably top five or six again today. So I like his... Capacity to finish his work. He's he's got a game sense. He knows where the ball's going to drop. Both quick kicks forward or around the contest. So he's got a great te- temperament. You know him better than I do, Ross. He's just got a, he's a good person. But he's just got a good temperament. He doesn't get too up doesn't or too down. No, he doesn't. And I like that about him. He comes to the bench. I feel like I'm out of conversation. He's not yep. too wound up. What would have made you nervous coming into the game? Obviously, the talent the Port have on the field, which you mentioned, but also their tools up forward. Lord, Vettentini, you know Hayes being able to go down there. Sermon, if once they moved in there. Gee, Jack Hurd, Donnelly and those boys, they really stuck to it today and did a good job. Yeah, it's, it is what worried me, Rossi. I, when Motlop's playing, he goes, Because yeah. you don't just, know what he's going to do. No, well, <laughs> and he's explosive and he kicks it and you've got Mays in the centre and young Schofield's improving. So as much as they lost Mead and lost... Uh, Dersma. Dersma. They still had good depth there, but 
we had the the tools to cater for it. We made a conscious decision this week to play Seymour with Donnelly, Hurd and Ball. So yeah. it's arguably it's tall, but at times today Pierce was playing on mediums and smalls and he was really good. And Jack's improving all the time. He got might got beaten in one contest late, but yeah, Farad, he's a pretty important player for us. And I thought Donnelly grew today. He had a good contest with Williams. Yeah. Williams was a bit of a pain in the neck for us last time we played and we put Donnelly to him in the fourth quarter. He did a good job, so we gave him Williams today and yeah, I thought Williams had some moments, but I thought Tom did a great job as well. To be fair on Williams, mate, he's a pain in the neck for commentators too, because we don't we don't know what he's going to do from week to week. <laughs> we've, <laughs> seen, we've seen we've, him being we've, we've very, seen very good. We've seen destroy and, teams, and oh, then no, his ability. Yeah, oh. but that goalie kick, he shrugged yeah, three, four same. tackles, and we spoke to our players. The AFL boys will test your tackles more because that's Top. stronger, and yeah, he's got some ability, and he, he's a player that worries you. But as we mentioned earlier, mate, your plus tackles there, I think are about plus twenty three in the yeah, end. Well, yeah, yeah, I felt we tackled really well. The control, I've been a bit critical of our two-minute highs and undisciplined free kicks. I didn't feel I was agitated about that today. So we trained in a lot, contest uh, to win it, but also had a tackle, and I thought our tackling was really pleasing. Notice you've been coaching from the boundary line uh, the last few games. Did you get kicked out of the coach's box? Or does that, is that kick, yourself, choice? kick yourself out quick. I don't know if, if I'm reading the room right, but I think I did it on my own volition. No, it's interesting. I did it the second half of last year, and I really enjoyed it. I'd never done it, and... But the problem was I disconnected from the coach's box too much. Yeah. I was just purely just talking down there and not relaying stuff. So we had some really good debriefs about what do the guys need from me when I go down there, the coaches. And the players asked me to go down there. So I take it as they enjoy it and they feel as though it's beneficial. I've got to keep regulating my frustration that might come out of the box on the bench because they obviously feel it. But the conversations, I get still get to see the game generally pretty well. It's probably better than I thought I might. Um, but the connection with the players and... Yeah been able to have conversations with them on the ground. My voice can project a bit so I can get things to change a little bit on the field if I need to. So I love it and I intend on staying down there at the short term. Great. You also got massive trust. You've got experienced head of James Sewell in the box who's the calming influences as I know and then you've got Adam Smith as well who's also you know, I'm a big fan of Adam's mm. and, and his way he sees the game. And I know you, you have moved that around a little bit, haven't you? Because Adam was doing the running earlier in the year. Now you've got Rob, your footy services manager, doing as well. So is that that's obviously part of the planning behind just getting it right. Yeah, and it's just trying to get people in areas that they're expert. Rossi and uh, Adam Smith, Smudgy, I really like. And I know he was reputable before I got here. And, yeah, I was just trying to get him engaged back in the group because he was obviously aligned to Jared uh, yeah. before I came here, which I understood. Uh, but we felt like with Rob coaching the twos, there's a chance for... He's fit enough to run. He understands me. And then we get Smudgy uh, back up in the box. And I've got a lot of trust in Carr and Saywell. And uh, Brian Zankin's come on board and learning a lot about what it takes to be a coach this level. So I really like our group because they're, they're very loyal and they're committed. And that's what you know what it's like to try and get committed people at this level. And if you're doing it for the pay, you're doing it for the wrong reasons fundamentally. Yep. But we're lucky in that area. We've got a lot of good people around our peripheral of our team that just love being part of it. Did you look at this band of three games uh, you had Port, your Port Adelaide today which you get the win so that's a tick next week you play Sturt who you won game behind and then you play the Eagles the week after that, Was has that been a, a little mini focus for the group and for you personally? Uh, it actually hasn't, uh, we probably did it more after the state game, we had a little three week period there we thought we just, I'm not massively into setting ourselves yep. for periods but you do look at the fixture and realise that some opportunities and we did, we need to get going we, we just fall off after today excuse me um, would have made it hard for us but to be good in this competition you've got to beat the best and I think that we welcome that and Sturt got us last time um, Eagles we should have beaten at the parade and they've yes. got it over us last two years we haven't beat the Eagles since I've been here and I think we've got North Adelaide and Adelaide not too far in that block of four so if you keep you can get daunted by if you look at too far but 
sticking to the nail is pretty helpful, I think, in this game. I think the thing you've got to be careful about too, and what Sticks is ba uh, sorry, what Twig's basically saying here is, we saw it yesterday. If you get too far ahead of yourself, Central's come out and they'll, they'll stick it to you, won't they? And oh, that's right. The Central's were outstanding yesterday, and they've got more of that in them. They've been building yep. to that for a month, and Westies are building. Yep. And they've had the last couple yes. of games. They've yep. been in winning positions, and that's what can happen. You think, oh, a couple of teams that might not threaten, but they bob up and they start being genuine competitors in the comp because it's incredibly even. I ask you about one of your uh, midfielders who didn't play today. So we talk about the, the Port Adelaide lost a few. Yes, we, we understand that. But Jai Rantel, I mean, he's, he's having a terrific year. I mean, yeah. we actually rate him the, the, the Crows game, which was the last game we called of you guys, and as, as great as Panos was that night and the emotion behind Matty Panos. If you look at Rantel's game that night, it was very, very good. We rated it as yeah. high as we've rated him this year. So he called me Monday. He'd been to Victoria and got COVID on Monday oh, okay. and prepared to give him up until Saturday to he was flying back yesterday. Prepared to give him up to a Saturday because he's out equally or equal to anyone in most condition. But he just didn't, couldn't quite convince me he'd done enough work at home during the week to be ready for a game like that. So we try and pick fit teams as, since I've been here as much as we can. And it serves us pretty well. And sometimes a good player misses. And you, you look at the magnet and you think, oh, it's going to have a big bearing. But I think Jay would have helped us today, don't get me wrong. But playing fit players was the right thing to do. He'll be back next week. Well, I think uh, we've taken up enough of your time. time really up. appreciate yeah, you really coming appreciate up, uh, Jay, and, and uh, fantastic win today. Congratulations and all the best for the rest of the year. Good fellas. Thank you. Jay Rawlings, the coach of the Norwood Footy Club, joining us here on SENSA. And, uh, yeah, it's just a, just a great insight. And he's going to sneak away <laughs> before the rain comes. <laughs> That's your punishment for being five minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, fantastic to get the opportunity to speak to uh, Jade and we thank the Norwood Footy Club for getting on board with SENSA and you can listen to Red Leagues Radio every Thursday night on SENSA so make sure you do that as well but uh, great to speak to the coach, he's obviously happy Rossi. Oh and so he should be I mean we, we mentioned it, it's, it's a tough season it's really really hard for, for people to understand the, the, the difficulty to win a game in this competition yep. we saw it yesterday with, with the Eagles, we've mentioned it a couple of times that you know clearly on paper, a better side, don't quite get it right mentally, physically on the day, and you and you get done, and that's, that's what can happen, and that's what we're talking about there. And I know one thing I know about Twig and, and uh, the Norwood Footy Club is they love to win, yes, uh, and they're going to enjoy it, and then they'll get back to work tomorrow or, or, or Tuesday and get back on the bandwagon. As you mentioned, game a couple of big week. games going yeah. up for them. So and big games for a lot of clubs. We're talking about it from Norwood's perspective at the moment, but big games for a lot of clubs. All right, that was Jade Rawlings, coach of the Norwood Footy Club. We'll take a break and wrap things up when we get back. Uh, this is the Sandful Host Plus action here on your home of sport, SENSA. Welcome back to Albert Noble. Paul Bonds and Mark Ross with you. Pretty much everyone's out of the ground now. The few stragglers hanging around here having a kick of the footy. But it was Norwood by 18 points. 15-4-94, Port Adelaide, 11-10-76. We haven't done your best players, Rossi, so let's go through uh, your special mentions special and your 3-2-1. Yeah, so special mentions for Nord, first of all. I thought uh, big Harry Boyd worked his butt off against, you know, quality tools in Vezentini and uh, May, uh, Hayes and also Lord at different times. I thought he did a good, and Sermon, so he did a really yep. good job there. Uh, backed up well by young McLean. Uh, Jack Hurd, I thought, down back with Donnelly. We mentioned talking to Twig Rawlings about the, the, the defence. I thought Josh Richards was excellent. Really liked Nelligan's game and Panos as well. Uh, and also special mention to McLean for his, his goals as well. And Young Lowe for his goals. Yep. For Port Adelaide, uh, I thought Trent Burgoyne, uh, Nick Moore. I really liked Corcoran's game down back. I, I thought he was excellent today. Uh, 
Ethan Moore as well. Rabsy for his three goals. He was he was electrifying at different times, especially in the first half. I thought Wiedemann's job in the second half on Panos was pretty impressive as well. But I've given, I've split the one vote, mate. They're getting 0.5. <laughs> uh, I think Motlop just outdoes it actually, so I might give him 0.7. Okay. <laughs> 0.7 to, to Shannon Motlop. Kick 2 1. Highest possession, second highest possession winner on the ground for the for the Magpies. But Sam Mays was also tremendous. If it wasn't for those two today, they would have been in a lot of trouble. So they get the one vote between them. They can share it however they want. Uh, up to two points today, or two votes today, I gave to Declan Hamilton. Uh, we heard the coach say he was a little bit disappointed with his first quarter. Well, I'm telling you, after that, he was outstanding. Uh, set him up beautifully. I particularly like what he does behind the ball just to, to, to make yep. sure Norwood are in the right positions. And he, and he settles them down and calms them down when they need to be. Oh, Nick Rokar. Nick Rokar. The coach, the coach even votes. said he, he, he... Three McGarry votes, Nick Rokar. Yeah, he yeah. was unbelievable. He, even the so. coach said how highly he rates him. Thinks he's one of the better players in the competition. I don't know who recruited him. They did a bloody good job because he's a good player. Well done. So Nick Rokar, the three votes. <laughs> Hamilton... <laughs> To, and, a bit uh, of self-indulgence there. And, well, oh, really? I didn't know. It was so subtle. Uh, let's have a look at next week's games. There's some cracking games of footy next week. Um, and uh, first up, South Adelaide taking on the Adelaide Crows at Flinders University Stadium down at Norlunga. And that game uh, is starting at uh, 1 o'clock or 10 past 1. Well, we've spoken about some big games. They're all big games next week when we go through this draw. Uh Early tip will be Crows. Yes. West yes. Adelaide uh, take on the Eagles at home at Hisense Stadium. That's a 2 o'clock start on the Saturday. All games on the Saturday next week. Uh, what about this game? Port Adelaide taking on the Tigers here at Alberton. Tigers. Yeah. But it'll depend on the teams. But Port, another injury yesterday with the young Tickle who hurt his shoulder, I believe, collarbone. Yeah, broke his collarbone. So, so then and the, but the Bays don't play this ground at all well, and they haven't for a few years. Remember, they came out here last year after not losing a game all season, got done in the last minor round. They game. did. They did. But that, well, that was a bit of a giggle game. But uh, interesting, but I'll go with the Tiggers there. Norwood playing, Stuart. We mentioned it briefly there. 2.35 next Saturday at Cooper Stadium. At the parade. The makeup of the teams is going to be pretty involved. Yeah. I'm tipping Nord at home. After after today, I, I'm confidently tipping Nord. I thought yeah. they, they played as good a footy as they have all yeah, year. Yeah, it's, it's been seen. very, very inconsistent. I'll tell you one thing, though, about the Sturt Football Club. They don't mind going to the parade. No, they won there last year in horrendous mm. conditions. And by the way, that. Saturday, looking at the weather, early forecast for you and I, it's going to be horrendous. There's a lot of rain around next weekend. Okay, we'll be out at Elizabeth Oval next Saturday. We'll bring you the game between... Uh, the Bulldogs and the Roosters out of ex-convenience oval at uh, 2 o'clock. So we'll be on air probably about one thirty ish around about then. Yeah, and what a game that'll be too after the performance from Central Districts yesterday. Well, they'll, they'll be, be expected. Yeah, it'll be so expected that they they yeah, we go saw, on with it. Yeah, and we saw them against it. Port the week before yep. and they were, they were very good. They just didn't quite have the polish to finish off. They obviously played really good footy yesterday to beat the Eagles. And uh, it won't be an easy game for North Adelaide. No, I, and, and I think I mentioned it yesterday on radio. North's record out there is pretty appalling. Mm. Um, they've, they've quite often been not just beaten, but beaten soundly. So uh, I, I might even go for an upset. I might go for an upset. It would not surprise me at all. Yeah, uh, I, I, my thing with North, and as good as they've played this year, and I'm a big fan of how Jacob Serger and the team have gone this year, yep. I don't trust North. And, 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 and what I mean by that is I need to see them do it continually for a long period of time, which is very difficult to do in this comp. So you've got to be careful about what you say. But I just... They should have beaten South Adelaide last week. Yes. Uh, and, I, and I hated what I saw in the last quarter about the way they played it. 
maybe it was just an off quarter. Until then, I thought they were really good and were setting up the game beautifully, and then they, they went away from what they were doing. If they go away from what they're doing against Central Districts, Centrals will cause them a lot of grief. And I, and I do know a prospect earlier this year. Central's played some pretty good footy. They just leaked goals. And I, and I heard an interview with Paul Thomas today, yep. in fact, and uh, he did say that the area they've improved a lot in the last month is their ability not to leak goals since the only, the only debacle when they got smashed by the double blues. It was a really good game of footy today. I thought both teams uh, had their moments. And we spoke about this during the ad break. We wondered what, how the game would have changed if a free kick was played for a high tackle in the uh, forward pocket for Port Adelaide when McNeil had his head ripped off, basically. Umpire Bade holding the ball. And the Norwood went down the other end and kicked the goal. Well, it was a 12-point play. So you put those 12, points, door moment, put those 12 points onto the Port Adelaide score right now, and it means that it's, it's, a, goal it's a goal within it. Look, it's it's if butts and cashew nuts, isn't it? Because there's so many things that could happen throughout the course of play that turn games. But when it's that obvious, yep. and, and, and this is why I say to people, don't ever tell me that umpires don't affect games, because they do, because the momentum clearly changed. Port kicked the first two goals. We're on a roll. Norwood getting... Bad decision from the goal square. Ball goes down the other end. Nord kick a goal. That's the game. We've loved bringing you the, both the games this weekend. And special thanks again to Jade Rawlings for joining us after the game. And this has been the host, the post-game wrap for Host Plus and Industry Super Fun for all Australians. Big thanks to our good friend and hard worker back in the studio, David, who's done a magnificent job pumping out the beats and the highlights for us. And we'll throw to the highlights of today's game. Don't forget to join us next week when Central's take on North Saturday at 2 o'clock on your home of sport, SEN. On behalf of Mark Ross, my partner in crime, this is Paul Bonzer saying goodbye and we'll see you next Saturday. And we'll have another ball up. 20 metres out from Norwood's goal. Quick handball back to Rokar. Gave it out to Josh Richards. He oh. snaps it. Goal. Umpire didn't move. First goal on the board to the Red Legs. Courtesy of Josh Richards. Now Burgoyne has it. Goes short. Kick. Wiedemann. He's called out of it by Motlop and he took the mark. Great kick by Young Burgoyne. So Motlop from 50. Oh, there you go. Look at that. Breeze comes back. What a finish from Stephen Motlop. Kicks inside forward 50. Campbell went to ground. Vicentini handball missed the target. Dylan Williams broke a tackle this way, that way. Back on his left shoe. Kicks a goal. How about that? What about that finish from Dylan Williams? A bit of party time. So none. Puts it to the top of the square. Numbers back there. Oh. It's in the goal square. Nelligan picked it up. Sultan Candy kicked the goal. So he just faked the first kick. And he was tackled as he kicked it the second time. But it didn't matter. Went through the middle. Mays to half forward. Dylan Williams on the lead. Nice kick. Nice mark. And now he wobbles it inside forward 50. Raps Wilson. Oh, that was clever. Goes around oh, the corner. Raps turn back to the clock and kicks the goal. Anthony Wilson. Oh, oh. big fly from Jake Faircoin. Tried to take Mark of the Year two weeks in a row. Couldn't get a hand on it in the oh. end. Oh, a lovely tap from Lord to Vizantini, oh, who dribbles it, dribbles really it through cool. for a goal. A much-needed goal for the Maggies. Sutcliffe running through centre-half forward, puts it inside forward 50. Saying down was Williams. Anthony Wilson has it on the left. He's kicked one on his left. He's kicked two, two on his left. left. Anthony Wilson, great finish. Just what Port Adelaide needed. Port have some numbers here. Oh, they spoiled each other. Allow Braden low in. He just got to pick it up. Gives it to Tranfer. Panos on the right boot. Dribbles through for a goal. Special stuff from Matty Panos. Pretty important goal. Gets it out to a 12-point margin. Port need a mark. Moore going back with the flight. Almost grabbed it. Butted up again, Nick Moore. He fell to Neald. 
Neil'd snap it. Go, it's going to bounce through. That's a crack goal. An outstanding goal from Matt Neil. Finds Motlop. And Motlop or Wilson. And Motlop's marked at about 35 out on a 45 degree angle. And the siren sounds. So here's Motlop. Umpire didn't move. So Motlop finishes with a goal. That'll make the final score. Port Adelaide 11-10, 4 Nords. They get the win. And uh, Rossi in the end, probably the best team on the day one.